Okay, we're live. How you doing, everybody? And welcome to the John Riley Project. You know, I always get excited in the political season, especially here in our hometown of Poway, because there's so many really great candidates that are running for Poway School Board, for Poway Mayor, and for Poway City Council. And today we have a gentleman that is a candidate in District 3. It's the district that I live in. So this is a real pleasure to get back together with Tony Russo. How you doing, Tony? Good, Johnny. How are you, buddy? Good to see you. So- Good to see you, bud. We're, we're going to have some fun tonight. I, I think we're going to talk a lot about your candidacy and maybe a lot of issues in Poway. And, and you know, I know there's a lot that you want to do in this town to make it better for everybody here. And yeah. so we're going to go through it all. It's been a uh, it's been quite a whirlwind in, in the last uh, few years. Yeah. 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 So um, anyways, I just want to tell the audience, if you're watching online, if you are uh, participating in the live stream, you just need to enter, you know, some text on the live on the live stream on either Facebook or YouTube. We'll see it here on our screen and then we'll take your questions and comments. So, um, yeah, so let's just kind of dive in. How's the campaign going so far? Great. You know, it's uh, it's been uh, yeah. You got the, you got the yeah, postcard they're, here. They're the yeah. uh, the postcard mailers will be, have been going out, and there's a, another set coming out soon. And you know, we've been talking to a lot of uh, not only people that live in my district, but outside of the district too, mm-hmm. and um, getting a lot of feedback. Obviously, you've seen my signs around town, and mm-hmm. um, you know, John, it's been uh, it's been a fun, fun, fun time, and and hopefully uh, it'll uh, turn out good. And come November eighth. I mean, your race to me is fascinating because there's three candidates, right? And you guys, the three of you are very different and you all have sort of a different perspective on things. And that's why I'm really interested to to learn more about your candidacy. But you were just at the Green Valley um, you know, Civic Association Poway Chamber Candidate Forum. Mm-hmm. That was about a week or two ago. Yeah, about almost two weeks ago, yeah. And how did that go for you? Did you enjoy it? I did. Uh, great feedback, not only from the, the people that were there, but also from people on, on Facebook and, and, and friends and family and, and uh, voters. Mm-hmm. Um, Poway wants to change. Poway wants someone that steps up for them mm-hmm. and not for the council members, not for the big businesses. They want someone to talk on their behalf and to have to be listened to. And that was one of the main things that um, I focused on uh, during the, the town hall um, is that, uh, you know, it, it's time. I mean, you, you look, John, and we can go into details and we'll do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in 2018, when I ran, one of the biggest issues and one of the biggest things that was promised to all of Poway was the Poway Road Corridor. We were supposed to have a crown jewel. <laughs> you know what yeah. the crown jewel turned yeah. into, John. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, you know, and I know we're going right into this, but, um, you know, I don't want to beat around the bush. It's a hole. It's, yeah. uh, it's bankruptcy. It's dollars that were spent um, to bring something into Poway that was promised that hasn't been kept. People are pissed. Yeah, I mean, the development it, to me is by far the dominant issue in, in not only in the campaign season, but really around town, people talking so much about it. And I know it's a big part of your platform. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about the outpost, but that's not the only project going on around town. No. What, what are your thoughts about all of this change in our city? You know, in a city, when, when a city grows, there's change. Yeah. I mean, when I have my business, it grew. We had to change. I had to get more employees. I had to sit there and, and, and hire more cooks. I had to get better TV. So I understand change. 
But when you change and you don't ask you, the people of Poway what they think or you don't respect their opinion and you kind of brush it underneath the rug, that's not change. That's just like, hey, I'm going to do what I want to do and I don't really care what the citizens of the Poway or the constituents want in mm-hmm. a certain area. Um, you know, I go down Poway Road almost every day because uh, you know that I coach Little League mm-hmm. and I volunteer for my son's teams and flag football. So it takes me now to go to Pomerado Road almost 25 minutes to go from Ann Arena to Pomerado. Wow. That's it, a long distance. It, it, and, yeah. and, and, and what, three miles, three and a half miles? Something like miles? that. Yeah. There's, I mean, between stop lights, between traffic delays, between construction, um, between, you know, watching people look at the hole in the wall. <laughs> and I mean, actually, it's like a, a, a site that people look at as they drive by. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like a monument that people look and know. I mean, if you're not from Poway and they come into it, it's like, oh, what is that? So, you know, it's, it's a big eyesore. Well, it's probably like either running the gauntlet or being on an episode of American Gladiators, right? Well, we you did know? have we did have we did have the uh, what was the the family plots that was right next door, yeah, uh, with the the Poway Mortuary. So you're right; it is kind of um, almost like a reality show that people are looking into here. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I used to make that trip every day because I used to live on the end of Garden Road, mm-hmm. and it was tough then. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's a lot worse. I mean, people that use Poway Road as their main thoroughfare, a lot of them are really angry about what they're, not only the congestion, but also what they're seeing. Um, so walk me through that with, with, you know, we're talking about the outposts. We all know that's delayed. Do you think there's anything that uh, you could do if you were elected on as city council to kind of help restart that project? First and foremost, John, is that the projects that are being done, obviously, They've been voted on. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the council has passed it. Um, can we ad- readdress certain issues? Anything can be readdressed. Of course. Um, I, you know, I hear people talking that says, oh, once it's passed, we can't do anything about it. Not true. I mean, if, if, it, if it's a hazard, if it's something that's an eyesore, if it's something that, you know, that we can get our hands involved in, we can do it. Mm-hmm. The problem is the current council doesn't want to do it. They don't want to have um, any pushback from the developers. They don't want to have any possible, you know, lawsuits that may come about it. The biggest thing is that we were promised things. And in four years since 2018, we're in 2022 now, going to 2023, what has happened? We've got a hole in the wall. We've got high congestion going down Poway Road. We've got buildings that... I don't want to say that it looked like crap, but you know what? You go down Poway Road, and I look at him, and I say, wow, everything looks like it's a cookie-cutter type project. Mm-hmm. Um, and these homes are $900,000 million homes, John. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're saying they're low-income homes where, you know, they're saying, hey, affordable living. No, these are homes that are million-dollar homes. Ca- townhouses, actually. Townhouses. Yeah. They, you know, yeah. And, and you, you know, the best part, my daughter says this to me all the time. I say, how would someone, why would somebody want to buy a house on a corner that has the taco shop's light blinking in there? <laughs> yeah. I said, well, they probably got a discount for that one. <laughs> yeah, well, you imagine, you know, Friday night at one in the morning when, when people are going through that drive-through yeah. and, then, and that's coming through their bedroom window. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be something. Um, you know, John, we, we, we need change. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, the competitors that are 
against me right now and 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 even the other day they all want they all sit there and say that it's it's sacramento's fault and it's this and that no it's it's we're at a local level here Mm -hmm. we have the authority to stand up to sacramento we have that authority will it change everything maybe not but you we just talked about what was going on in, in in rancho bernardo it might stall certain situations to give the people more of a voice and give them an opportunity to get the voice heard to the council. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's an interesting topic because I've heard that from a lot of other candidates is that they feel that city council is not listening, that they're not paying attention to what the people want. I mean, are you experiencing that frustration from voters when you're talking to uh, people on the trail? Yes. Um, obviously, that's been that's something that all of my competitors and, and everybody's been saying that they don't listen. But I think for someone that's lived here for the last 43 years and I've seen what has happened from Poway from when it was just a, a big bear market, one shop, you know, one light. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a trailer park. You know, it was it was a small town. Um, so, yeah, people are, are saying, hey, wait a minute, I, can't, I moved into Poway where. I want to raise my family and be the city in the country, but now it's not. Um, you know, we kind of have to stop, reflect, look at what mistakes have been made. Can we address those issues? Absolutely. Can we fix them? Yeah, we can talk. We can talk about it. We can get together with you know. The, the right officials and say, hey, what's going on? What can we do to make the people of Poway happy? You know, you walk down Poway Road and and you know, I've lost a lot of weight. We talked about this earlier. Yeah, yeah. I walk down You're Poway looking good. Road. Thank you. I walk down <laughs> Poway Road five miles every day for during COVID um, three to five days a week. Wow. And I watched the construction going up. I watched, um, you know, the, 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 the senior center being built. I watched the, the senior uh, affordable homes or the senior homes being mm-hmm. built. And, and I look at it, I'm like, who plans this? I mean, you, you come up to, and I know I have friends of mine that are developers and they say, Tony, well, what, they bring it to the city, the city okays it. Yeah, the city okays it, but there should be someone to look at this and say, wait a minute, this doesn't look right. You know, setbacks. You talk about no setbacks. Mm-hmm. Walking down Poway Road, you know, if there's a car coming at you, John, you have nowhere to jump. <laughs> you're right. Where you're going, you're, you're, you're right. jumping, you're jumping in, in on Poway Road, mm-hmm. or you're going to get hit. Mm-hmm. So the promises that we were made that that Poway Road was going to be this date night area where everybody's going to come in, walk down Poway Road, have fun. We're going to be able to entertain, you know, go out to eat, live, eat, and play. Where is it? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's, it seems like the vision of Poway Road has changed many times. Like when I moved to town in the 90s, they, they were talking about having a downtown, you know, that that maybe Poway Road was narrower. Maybe people had diagonal parking and there was a like a live like a walkable downtown like we see in a lot of other cities like Grand Avenue in Escondido as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely not turned out to be that it's it's now really a. It's a neighborhood of all this new housing. Um, they promise that there's going to be commercial property, mixed use, but we really don't know what that's going to be yet. No. I mean, right right now with the, the mixed use where the townhome is, they have a real estate office on the bottom level. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
that considered mixed use where you have a, a small business, 500 square feet that they're putting in, in a, in a project, um, you know, explain to the people, explain to the voters what's actually going to be done. Don't wait till there's a mistake and cover it up. And I could go down a list for you, John. You know that. We can go from <laughs> Espola Road. Yeah. We can go to the farms. We can go to the water rate. We can, I mean, we'll touch on every subject here. There's a lot of mistakes that were done. And, and even when I ran in 2018, the pool, you know, that, that was a major mistake. That was a blunder beyond blunders. That's where, right. And, you know, you have people that are supposed to look at the project before it gets done to make sure it's okay. And you hire these engineers that are supposed to be working for you, and it didn't work out, and then it cost us more money during the mm-hmm. heat of the summer. Now, obviously, that's passed. The pool looks great. Um, is that the only mistake that's cost us money? No. <laughs> it's like uh, Saturday Night Live, Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana. You know, mm-hmm. it's not one thing; it's another. Right. You know. Um, hey, I just want to tell the audience, if you don't mind, yeah. we're live streaming, so you can participate in this. If you've got questions or comments that you want to share with Tony, Tony will take those questions and answer them. Just type into the comment section on Facebook or on YouTube, and we'll field them as they come. So um, we will. All good, you know, and I think the outpost was supposed to be, you know, obviously a kind of a premier mixed use facility, right? They were going to have the urge and the the food court, and mm-hmm. then there was going to be um, a workout gym facility of some sort mixed with apartments of one, two, three bedroom, but that whole thing blew up. So, um, why? Why? I, th- I you think, know why. Well, I, know I know why. why. Well, do you tell the, well, tell everybody uh, I why? I mean, the people that are listening is that, that it wasn't properly reviewed to the point where they knew there were certain situations that could happen. They were at a, a, a flood area, flood zone. They, you know, it's common sense. This is, we need to bring back common sense, John. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm walking down the street and I'm walking in the street, I'm going hit, to get hit with a car, right? Yeah. If I build in a flood zone, what's going to happen? You're going to get flooded. Now we may not get a lot of rain in Poway, do we? Not much. But when we do, what happens? It's a deluge. I mean, and here we are that we hire, we're supposed to be hiring the best of the best with the money that we paid. You know, there's someone's got to be at fault. We can't always say, well, we didn't know, or, you know, the developer didn't know, or, you know, it's the developer's fault. That's what I hear a lot about. You know, when I, when I listen to a lot of the, um, the council meetings and, and people that interact with council, they always tend to, to, push the blame on to the developer. Mm-hmm. We, our hands are tied. You know, once we sign off on it, our hands are tied. You know, I made a comment last week. I don't think that's true. I think if they really want to, they can go in and make sure that the project is done correctly at certain points, at certain intervals of every part of that project. They don't have to be so-called big brother where they're going to be, you know, hey, we own this property. Because you're right, it is a private property. But once a developer gets involved, now it becomes a developer's issue where they're developing certain things. If they don't develop it correctly, what happens? Is there any consequences? Mm-hmm. Fair point. I mean, you know, it's, you would expect that if there's a permitting process that the city inspector is going to be out there at various milestones of the project, Absolutely. kind of inspecting, signing off, letting them go to the next phase or stage of the, of the project. Um, was, was that not happening? Do you that, know? That's John, that's common sense. Yeah. 
common sense is we're supposed to have, just like with the pool, they were supposed to have certain people go out there and make sure that the water would be able to, to hold up in the pressure in the pool. Didn't happen. Mistake. Spola Road. We were supposed to make sure that we had certain, you know, the heights of the walls. That were, didn't happen. I mean, why? I mean, are these, are, are we're paying them. Are they not going out there and doing their job? You know, again, it's the city that has the control of their employees that need to go out and make sure that things happen. Mm-hmm. When a developer now, obviously the big issue now is at the farms. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in the contract that Mr. McNamara obviously made up for, you know, mm-hmm. his own well-being, um, it states that they will handle their own issues if anything arises. If a, de- if a developer has an issue with building a wall that's 10 feet too high or 10 feet too close to a neighbor's yard, that's an issue not with the developer that's doing it. That should be an issue with the people of Poway, and the city should be involved in saying, hey, wait a minute, you're not doing what's done, what's supposed to be mm-hmm. done. Once it's built, are they really going to make the developer knock that house down and say, oh, sorry, you got to go back 20 feet? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we're, we, we were talking, I guess, about that family that went before city council, yeah, uh, the, the husband and wife, and pleaded because they had that beautiful home that had that golf course view. And, of course, that got blown up with Measure P. But, um, yeah, the question was whether or not that house was being built too closely. But the city uh, manages the parcel lines, the boundaries of each mm-hmm. uh, property. And there are supposed to be easements and other kinds of buffer zones. Mm-hmm. So that's one of some of the questions that I had is, are the developers flagrantly break, breaking the rule or has the rule been changed or is no one paying attention and the developers just doing whatever they want? I think a little bit of all. Hmm. I think a little bit of all. I think the developer knows that they have it in their contract where if there's something that needs to be changed, that's not a quote unquote in their eyes, a major issue. They can do it without going to the proper channel through the city. Now, when it's done and someone goes and complains to the city, the city comes out, such as Mayor Voss has stated that the developer, Lennar, has hired one of our own under their dime to oversee the project. That doesn't make sense. Why would the developer hire one of their own to oversee the project? Have someone out there that's benefiting the city to make sure the developer is doing the job correctly. Well, I mean, just devil's advocate, the the developer is going to have like a general contractor. They're uh, yeah. going to have like a head honcho that's in charge of the whole thing. Right. But you would expect that the city council will also deploy their building inspectors, you know, some uh, their engineering department. I don't know the detail, but they would be there. Like we said earlier, they would be there to make sure the rules are being followed. Chain of command. Mm-hmm. Very simple. I've done construction on a house. I've flipped homes. I've known developers. You, when you have a general contractor, you hire him. He subcontracts people out. If the subcontract doesn't put the cement, the rebar correct, who's ultimately responsible? Mm. General contractor. That's right. If the general contractor doesn't do it correctly, who's ultimately responsible when the city comes back and says, hey, wait a minute, this is not what was said that was going to be done? Can the city... Say, wait, take that property over? No, no, it, it's, it, it is private property. But the city can put a halt, just like we talked earlier, where they come down and put a red tag on your door where it says, wait a minute, your electrical hasn't, your, your permit for electrical isn't 
approved. Until you get it fixed, you can't go on to that next mm. phase. Mm-hmm. You cannot go and put drywall up. You cannot go and, and put, you know, plumbing in until this is fixed. But when they're doing, and I'm going to give you an example here, John. The farms. In six months, the farms have been put up quick. Yeah. Quick. It's happening fast. In four years, Poway Road. Why? Why? Is there, I mean, the city cares about the farms more than they do about Poway Road. Um, is it the developer that has more money? Is it that the people that are behind it saying, hey, we need to get this done and get it fast, quick? You know, so there, there's that question. Do I know that answer? No. Well, again, devil's advocate could be supply chain issues. Um, Four years ago, we didn't have supply chain issues when we when we started Poway Road. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, did when did when did they get the golden shovels and the hard hats at the <laughs> well, outpost? You meant, oh, you meant, you meant when everybody went out there and made a big hoopla that was going to yeah. be the crown jewel? Yeah, yeah. that was about four years ago. John. Okay, Two, so it was before COVID. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's, it is interesting. I mean, again, devil's advocate, there is a lot going on with building materials. It can be difficult to have. Some of them might have had them lined up, maybe not. Um, but to your point, it's valid. The Poway Road development has been stalled at the outpost. Um, the Poway Commons seems to be chugging along. They're right? doing it in phases because obviously yeah. they're, not, they're not a huge developer as Lamar is. Mm-hmm. It, it, Obviously, money talks. We know yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that, too, how a lot of this money has been inf- influenced in, in our races here yeah, locally. Yeah, that's a huge uh, recent big topic. Time, big time. And yeah. and people are getting tired of the fact that they're not saying they don't want things built. What they're saying is, do it right. Give us a voice. Hear us. There's there's a, a development on Twin Peaks. Mm, that's the new one that's starting up. Yeah. And that's that's in my district. And I've talked to a lot of people in that district, in that area. They're pissed. Yeah, yeah. John Mullen, the the council member that's supposed to represent these people, basically said, sorry, um, you know, we have to lose the battle to win the war. And I have that in writing. We have to lose the battle to win the war. What does that mean? Yeah, what does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. If I'm I'm an owner of a piece of property that— traffic is going through and I come to you and you're my council member and I get an email back and says, well, I'm sorry. We sometimes have to lose the battle to win the war. Is that saying that you're not, you basically, you know what? We don't really care. So so I'd assume that losing the battle means allowing the construction to to be, uh, to continue on Twin Peaks, to have that lot developed. But what's the war? Okay. So the biggest part of the issues that was happening there was the neighbors were complaining about the entry point, the exit point. Right. The current council allowed it to happen. They went, according to Mayor Voss, he went against it, um, which I think was more of a political stunt rather than anything else. Um, but again, that's just my opinion. Um, you, If you really want to stop something and delay it and listen to the constituents, you're, the people that are voting that have you in your district, you can stop it. 30 days, 45 days, 
I mean, it's been done in Poway Road. I mean, the, you, you can go back. No, they went in there, they cut the trees down. They did. I mean, they went bam, 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 bam. Because again, they want to get things done quicker. Because once things are done, it's too late to go and undo them. <laughs> that's that's a good point. It, it's yeah, too yeah, late, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You remember when Kevin McNamara cut all those trees down on Midland Road mm-hmm. and everybody was pissed off? He went there. He did it. He got. He didn't care. City was pissed off. This is not the current council. This is the prior council. Okay. And that was Mickey Kafani. That council listened to people. They were pissed off. People were pissed off that things happened. And what did they do? They went down and they fined the crap out of him. And they made sure that he was, now this council loves him, but the other council said, no, man, you, you, you don't, you're not, you, you know, yeah, you own the property, but you have to go by the rules that are set for the people of Poway. You have to go by the rules that the developers have when they sit there and submit a plan. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then it's basically, hey, you know what? Let the developers do what they want. Kind of like what we're doing right now. All right, that's all right. You're a developer. Go ahead. And again, I know I got a lot of developer friends that are probably telling me, like, Tony, you know what you're talking about? No, I understand how development works. Mm-hmm. It's about taking maybe one step back and saying, hey, yeah, there is an issue here. You know, the people on Twin Peaks don't want their neighborhood to be filled up with cars going mm-hmm. through there. Why didn't they put an access road on Twin Peaks? Why didn't they do a study? There's already an access road on Twin Peaks. I know why. It costs more money, John. Mm-hmm. My good friend that passed away, Mr. Richardson, Jerry Richardson, he built a dealership in town. His, one of his biggest expenses, he said, Tony, is when you have to sit, go back and put setbacks, you have to make driveways, you have to make entrances, you have to put a light. That's an expense, major expense for developers. Right. Not building a house. The building doesn't cost that much. It's putting all where the plumbing, where, where the, the sewerage, all that stuff that's mm-hmm. caught. So if they can find a way to tap into an existing, save them a lot of money, and they make more money. Right. But are the people happy? Mm. So again, I understand where you know his things like lose the battle to win the war. Well, his verbiage on that was because he wanted to lose the battle because he knew that if he fought for the people, there would probably be lawsuits from the developer. But you know what? That's why we have a city attorney. That's mm. why we pay him. That's why we have him to look at that for us. He works for us, the people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work for the council. You know they say they do. But it's no, it's for the people. The council hired him, Mayor Boss hired him, the city manager hired him, but he's supposed to work for us. If we have an issue, we bring it to him and say, okay, let me look into it. Not like, oh, on the QT, say, you know what, if we push this, we're going to get sued by so-and-so, and and then you know what, it's going to cost us 10 times more. Well, it may cost us 10 times more, but if the people listen, and they listen to the people, then we can sit there and say, wait a minute, if we're giving in to the developer... What are we getting back? Are we getting something in return? Because right now, I don't think we're getting anything, are we? Um, yeah, fair point. Um, I mean, they're providing, obviously, housing uh, for people that will eventually move in there. But it's not as if the they're you know creating – well, the farm is creating some sort of a public access community park. But Poway Commons isn't. Fairfield, you, you really, you really we, John, come on. No, no. You really think the farms, what, the butterfly farm? Not the butterfly. Well, well, the butterfly thing may or may not happen. We'll know. But there's going to be trails through there that's in the plan. True. I understand that. Yeah. But 
there's trails all around that area where, I mean, I, and I understand what you're saying. The commons doesn't have trails. Yeah, it? yeah. Yeah, because that's smack dab down Poway Road. They, Correct. They want, they want to put high-density homes down there where they can sit there and cram as many things as possible. Yeah. And for the greater dollar-wise on their end, here, obviously, these homes are, you know, upwards of $2 million. So they know they can put, you know, a trail, kind of sit there and sell that that ambiance to whoever is buying it, you know, they may be re- retiring, whatever it may be. Like, oh, you're living the lifestyle of, of retirement, you know. So it, 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 you're talking apples and oranges. I mean, this, right, is, right. this is a complete different project. But again, you still have to go by. And I'm, when I bring up the farms, I bring up the fact that there was a lot of issues um, leading up to the development. In 2018, obviously, they didn't vote it. They voted it down. They mm-hmm. didn't want it. Um, the people were pissed. Um, and that was, you know, citywide. And what happened? Eight foot, 12 feet, weeds growing, fire hazard? Mm-hmm. Why, didn't the city, why didn't the city go in there and say, hey, wait a minute. There's a fire hazard. This can't happen. Mm. If this happened down my street... And I had weeds that was growing in an area where it could cause a fire. I'd have the fire department at my house saying, hey, you need to put a, uh, a fire break there. And you have 30 days to take that down. Mm-hmm. Oops, sorry, bud. <laughs> no worries. Hey, I get all these people calling. Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> it's all right. My bad. Um, sorry, guys. Um, I thought I had it turned off, so my apologies. So going back to that, it's, like, it's you know, it's got to be fair and equal to everyone. It doesn't matter if that the developer or the person that pushed that through on the farms has big, big money and have has more, you know, affluent friends mm-hmm. that had it passed. Because that's basically what it was. I listened to his, his podcast with you. And he said, mm-hmm. "Well, if it doesn't happen, it's gonna. This is what's gonna happen." Blah blah blah. So it basically gave a a you know, well, if you don't do this, this is what's gonna happen. So there's really no alternative. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. It's being built. I still don't understand how it's being built 10 times faster than what's happening on Poway Road. Now, you're saying that the supply issue? No, I'm just presenting that as a potential. I'm just guessing. Well, I can understand I yeah. can understand a bigger builder. Have, they buy products and they, they put it in their warehouse knowing that things may go up. But I think a lot of builders actually kind of hold back and buying lumber at, at you know, the high end because yeah. they think they're just going to come down. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't it wouldn't behoove them to sit there and and, and buy products now when inflation is so high when they're hoping that it's going to come down. Right. I mean, for definitely developers play that timing mm-hmm. game to try to you know maximize their margin. Right. You're maximize head, their profit margin. You're hedging your bet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a common thing. Um, but again, I don't know why the farm is going up faster than the, I mean, we all know the outpost is stalled. It's in bankruptcy. That's a mess. Um, but Fairfield's moving along at a pretty steady clip right now. I mean, are, are they going vertical there yet? No, John, um, let's go back to the, the you, you talked about the bankruptcy. Okay, let's go there. It's in bankruptcy and they, the original owner mm-hmm. got it back because the developer went bankrupt. Now, the original owner does, you know, the, the city's pushing it off that, oh, we've got new plans being submitted. The original owner doesn't want to build anything there. He wants to sell it to, to a developer. Mm-hmm. So why, why, why is the current council 
giving us a song and dance about that. Why not come clean and say, hey, we made a mistake. Let's fix it. We're sorry. Everybody makes mistakes, John. You make mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. <laughs> so let's just be upfront with the people of Poway and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, but we're going to try to fix it. We're going to make sure that it's going to be a crown jewel. Not like, hey, I don't care. Not our problem anymore. Developer, they're bankrupt. Mm -hmm. Private property. That's all I hear. Private property. We can't get our hands in it. I don't know, John. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because it is private property. They do have the um, control of that property. The city has influence. The city can issue permits, revoke permits, allow construction, prevent construction. So there's a little bit of give and take there. But honestly, I don't really know the the nuances of what's happening with that particular. The original developer's gone. Yeah, another de- is it the original developer or from another I, one came in? Well, again, I don't know. From what I understand, we went to our uh, meet and greet for all the council members and, and, and people that are running for city council and mayor. Um, one of the questions that I asked was, was that property bought? And they, said, and they were all happy. Yeah, yeah, it's being bought. And they said there, there's plans being submitted. And I said, well, they bought in bankruptcy court. And their eyes all flared up that, yeah. Yeah. Usually when you buy something in bankruptcy court, you're buying it pretty cheap. Yeah. And usually the person that's buying it is either going to try to flip it or they're going to try to sell it to a developer to make more money. Yeah. Well, so, of course. Right. So yeah. right now, mm-hmm. I don't believe that there's the quote unquote what they said, there's a current plan for it. Um, I think they're using that as a stall tactic, obviously, that election you know, it's um, if there was a plan, why didn't you put it out there? Why don't you let the people know about it? Mm-hmm. You know, here's what here's what they submitted. This is what they want to do. But how should I say this? First of all, has a plan been submitted? They say it's been submitted. We haven't seen it. That's what I'm saying. They, they, yeah. they stated, and and this is from the all the members of of the city. The only person that wasn't there was Mayor Voss and Dave Grosh was there and uh, Deputy Mullen wasn't there and Caitlin Frank wasn't there. But everybody else has stated that, yes, there's plans that have been submitted and they're in the process of getting things taken care of. Well, tell the people. Well, yeah, I mean, because that is an eyesore. It's a it's an ugly symbol of everything that's kind of going wrong on Poway Road. You'd think that they would want to put some positive PR around it. Or at least, like you say, just be transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, just share with us what are the facts, what's going on, and then we can at least be informed. You know, we, we may not be pleased with the status, but at least we know. And, and you know what? We may not get what we originally wanted, which I don't think will happen. But if we get something, it's better than what's there. Mm-hmm. And if they have to go in and fill up that hole and completely redo it, <laughs> then then do it. Because here's my question, John. It's been sitting for almost three and a half years now, where I'd say about three years. Yeah. Rebar, wood, all the cement, all that stuff has been, you know, out in the open exposure, rain, we haven't had snow, but, you know, <laughs> but yeah. cold, wet, you mean, the, yeah. the climate. So how much is that still 
valid to you? How much is that? You know, are they going to have to knock everything down in, um, from scratch? You know, tell us. Mm-hmm. Let us know what's going on. And then even if they found someone that could go in and start the project again, whether or not they kept the materials, there's still the open question of if they can stop the water, right? Because they've hit the water table. They couldn't stop the flooding. So maybe it turns out to be a situation where they do have to fill it in because the underground parking just simply is a no-go there. I've heard stories that they have now. They put high-end pumps in there, and, and, and these pumps are supposed to be unbelievable, and then it stopped. So, I, I mean, there's so many different stories. Again, stories, not facts that I know of. Yeah. So that's what, again, I'll go back to what I said earlier. Be transparent. Tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. Even though that's technically not my district, I drive and walk down that area every day. Every person in Poway that lives in Poway has seen that. Oh, for I sure. guarantee you. For sure. Every person. Yeah. I don't care if you live on the south end, north end, west end. If you've gone through and looked at that and said, oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the people that lived here longer know the the big boo-boo that, that's been made. But the people that are moving into Poway, they're like, hey, what's going on? They think <laughs> they think that something's being built there. Like, they don't understand. No, it's just it, right now. It's well, like, I got a question for him. Well, sure. One of my buddies was uh, lives in Penasquitos. Mm-hmm. And he comes into Poway every once in a while to go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. And he said, "When the hell's going on there? I mean, and, and what's why is it stalled? What's the story? I mean, so yeah, a lot of people that are new to town or people that visit in, in, irregularly are probably going, what the hell, you know? Okay, so let me ask you this, John. I'm going to be the devil's advocate here for you. Okay. I'm going down Powery Road, and I want to buy a house at the uh, the new development. The Commons. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now I drive down, I look at Walgreens and Walmart, and Allison, I see this big hole in the wall. No answers. I asked my realtor. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like, what is that supposed to be? Now, that, I mean, obviously, it affects not only the businesses that are around them, but it also affects the, the dollar values of the homes. Yeah, you're right. It affects the dollar values of the businesses that are trying to make money in that area because there's no real conclusion. No one really knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. And and it, it will make people think twice about moving in. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it could lead to lower property values. You're right. It just seems like, to your point, it's we're all wondering really what the story is. And has the city manager uh, made a statement? The city council, have they just not communicated effectively? Are they not communicating at all? I don't know. But you're right. People have questions. Lack of communication is number one. Um. That sh- when the mistakes happen, and, and it's something that should be from here on forward for the new council members, for the, if new mayor, if there's a new mayor, whatever it may be, it needs to be made aware to the to the people of Poway right away in a timely fashion. If it's thirty days, if it's forty five days, let it be known. Not three years down the line saying, "Oh, we think it's being built," and all of a sudden, uh oh, it's in bankruptcy. It's it, it's you're right. It's frustrating as hell. I mean, as as voters, as residents trying to understand what's going on, you know, maybe it's been communicated. Maybe we're not listening. Maybe it's been communicated ineffectively. Regardless, people are not sure what the status of that project is. We got some questions from the audience. You want let's to take go, a few? We'll hit them. All right. Let's see what we got here. Um And this one's from uh, Pete Neal. 
Pete, how are you, my friend? Says, Tony, I have two questions. One, what are your feelings about the intersection of Stone Canyon and Martin Coit? You know the whole story behind this one? A little bit, yeah. But you want to film it? You yeah, I'll, I'll give you, yeah, I'll yeah, set yeah, it up. Get, I know, I kind of. It's, it's uh, Stone Canyon and Martin Coit is kind of a blind intersection where there, some people have said there needs to be a three-way stop. But right now there's only a, a one part of it has a stop sign. Um, there has been some accidents there, some near misses there. Um, and this general area, when you're going down Martin Coit, down the hill, or the down fast. Stone Canyon, down the hill, the fast road. people really haul butt. I know. So uh, there was a, a – it was brought to the city council uh, by some of the residents wanted to put a three-way stop. Other residents didn't want the three-way stop. The city deployed their traffic engineers, and they said, we want a three-way stop. That's the right thing to do. But the city council said no. <laughs> they went against their own people and their own recommendations. That's the – so what do you think? Well. I think uh, the majority of the people's voices should be heard. Obviously, the city council put it down. And then I'm going to say this, and maybe this might be off cue on it, but we know Mayor Voss lives in this area. Mm-hmm. We know there's a few other higher um, influential people that live in this area that probably don't don't want a three-way stop sign or they don't want a flashing light that says slow down. Mm-hmm. But what's, what is it going to take before something does happen? When someone dies, that a mother loses a child because someone ran the stop sign or, or a child come. And, and I know exactly what you're talking it, you, you can go easily 45, 50 miles an hour down that and you can get an accident just like that. Yeah. And there's kids that, that do it. Right. So do we, as a city council, we need to protect mm-hmm. the people of Poway. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to, you know, I understand there's certain, and that's that's an issue that needs to be brought up, and the people need to be heard. Now, I don't know all the details why the city council didn't go with the 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 recommendation. That to me is kind of um, awkward because usually they go with yeah, the, they yeah. kind of always go with the recommendation of whatever mm-hmm. they the uh, the planning zoning. Committees, they all they always sit there and say, "Yeah, I like it." I, they all say, "I," <laughs> rather than we, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Pete's got another question here. Pete, shoot away. All right, so here's the question: Number two, would you be willing to work with the other districts, especially District Four, such that district lines do not divide the neighborhoods? I've had such a a, a great experience in this this election because. I've seen the the lines, how the districts have been made. I've actually traveled with my car and my kids. Okay, we've got to go down down Pomerado, up Martin Coit, go back here, you know, all the areas. And I'm thinking like, wow, why is it that it's split up so many different areas? Why not put the districts where they really should belong? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, when Pete's case is that, yeah, you have to work with the other district. As a city council member, it's not just your district. Your district affects District 4, District 2, District 1. It affects every part of the city. If something's being built in District 2, I'm sure it is just as we go down again, we'll go down the path of the hole in the wall. 
it affects every single person that lives in Poway, not just one district. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you have to work together. Oh, yeah, no doubt. If, if you don't, you're not going to get anything accomplished. Yeah, I think it's – I think the – well, first of all, are you a fan of the district uh, you know, breakdown of the city or do you prefer the at-large elections? I don't like the at-large election. And the only reason why I don't like that is this. There's so many um, implanted um, supporters of certain people that when you do an at-large – you can you start cutting up that pie with certain areas that really vote for certain people, then you end up that district three or district two really don't have a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. And in case, and again, I'm not going to go back to 2018, but it had at large where everybody voted, um, but the people that voted were in certain you know, and it's, it, with technology now, you can find out what areas actually voted. Mm-hmm. You can find out wh- what neighborhoods actually voted. You know, what household, Democrat, Republican, whatever it may be. So right. they, they they can narrow it down to a T. So the at-large, I'm not a big fan of it. Do I think we need to readdress the the um, the zone, the, the district, district lines? I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a fair point. Um, and when they did the 2020 census, they had an opportunity to change the lines. But it was more like, hey, it ain't broke, don't fix it, yeah. right? Um, but let me ask you this. I mean, you're running in District 3. Mm-hmm. What are Share with me a hot topic you're hearing from voters in District 3 that you want to share with the audience. How can my running mate change his party affiliation the day that the Republican Party gives his nomination out? Okay, we're talking about Peter DeHoff. You so, yeah, well, I want to make sure the audience knows who we're talking about. So did that really happen? It happened. Wow. It happened. I got a phone call. They vetted me. They said, Tony, we got calls saying that we can't back you. This is the Republican Party of San Diego? I, I'm, I'm just, I don't want to name names. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, it's not, this shouldn't be about Republican and Democrat. It should be about the fact that we need a voice for the people. Okay. And if you want status quo, the Hoff. You want taxes? Do the. You want different? Me. So for me to, th- to have someone change our party affiliation to get the nomination of the Republican Party and to get the backing of the mayor and the current council and to want to keep things status quo, what does that tell you about the person that's running? Jump? How high? What do I owe you? I don't understand that. Because to me, if you're running and he was... Being a Democrat, independent, he wasn't Republican. Run as who you are. Be you. Mm-hmm. That's what the council needs. Not someone that's, you know, uh, yes, ma'am, yeah, okay, okay, I'll do that. No, no. We've had that. And you've seen what that's gotten. Mm-hmm. A lot of people pissed off. Right. Well, I can understand that. You know, and just for the record, I, I invited Peter DeHoff to come on the podcast. Um, he declined. And let's go. Now, you give a, a nice segue here. You have Peter DeHoff that doesn't want to come on and speak on a platform that obviously there's voters. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people that, that watch his show. Why wouldn't you want to be able to, to tell your story or tell people who you're about? Yeah, I agree. 
I mean, half an hour, maybe. Okay, you don't have to go three hours like you did. You don't even have to go two hours like probably all do. Go half an hour. Here's my right. question. Here's bam, bam, bam. Yeah. But let people know who you are. Yeah. You know, when, when I walk around, people tell me they don't know who DeHoff is except the fact that he's backed by the current council. What does that tell me? What does that tell a voter? They want to keep things status quo. They don't want anybody to come in and, and ruffle the feathers. They mm-hmm. don't want anybody to, to say, hey, you know what? Why are we doing this? Why aren't we getting this done? Now, you want to go into the money? Sure, let's go there. All right. So if you're a gentleman that has a party affiliation because certain people on the current board says, no, we want him, not Mr. Russo. First of all, why are you even, I mean, am I that big of a threat to certain people? I mean, I, I, I take it as a compliment. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, when sure. I talked to the gentleman, I said, thanks. He asked, he said, no, I'm not, I'm not jumping out, but thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's a compliment. What I don't understand is the money in a small political local race. I know how much it, that I'm spending and how much I've raised. It's, it's a, a sizable amount. Mm-hmm. But the money that DeHoff and Pepin and the people that are, are retiring are raising for these people just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, over $100,000 that I've seen where they've got political packs that are, you know, putting out hit pieces on, on, on Soto and they're putting out hit pieces on, on, I don't know if they did it for Jews or not, but they won't, I don't think they'll come after me because we're the same party, but that's all right. I, I'm a big boy. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it doesn't make sense. You know, I, I sat and talked in my mind and, and I wrote it down. And I'm like, wow. Why would someone spend $15,000 to put a piece out on someone in a small political race in Poway? We're not talking San Diego. Mm-hmm. We're talking Poway. Unless they didn't want change, unless they were worried about, oh, you know what? If we get someone in there that's going to change and start asking questions and actually be a voice for the people we're going to have a little bit of turbulence. Mm-hmm. I think it's exactly right. I mean, the reason that there's so much money flowing into this race, if for your race in District 3, for District 1, and for the mayoral race, is because the city council has significant power, control, authority over what's happening in the city and their relationships with big money interests okay. like developers so- – you know, that, that's what, clearly what's going on. That, that brings the question, John, and, and you, you brought in the segue here, is the majority of these, the money that's being um, raised are from developers. And they're developers that have interest on Poway Road, have interest at the farms, yeah, have interest in, in other projects that are future projects. Mm-hmm. What are you what are you so scared about? I mean, wh- why is the council so worried that if we have someone that's new, be it my district, be it the other district or be it the mayoral race, is there something that we should know 
<laughs> that's, you know, swept underneath the rug, say hush, hush type thing? Well, I mean, obviously they don't want anyone getting in their way, right? I mean, they, they want to get their development done. They don't want anyone asking questions. They don't want why? any. Okay. Well, there, why? No, but yeah. John, you, you just said, why don't they want anybody to ask questions? Because to me, if you don't ask questions, I, I teach my kids, ask the question. Right. No question is dumb. No question absolutely I, I agree. Is dumb. Ask every question. And you know what? You might not get the answer you want to hear, but at least you asked the question. And you made the person that you talked to think about the answer. Right. But they want to get they want to elect people on the city council to represent their interests. That's why there's so much money going into this race. So it's not about the council for the people. It's about the council for the current council. It's it's about and here's my take on it, is that those that are in power want to remain in power. Those that are seeking office in some cases also want to get a hold of that power and that celebrity that comes along with being on city council. And so if there is someone that's willing to back them and provide financial support, they're going to take it. John, if you want celebrity status, Mayor Vallis can go make another song and, and be a celebrity again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I saw what the council pays. Yeah, not much they, at all. They gave themselves a raise mm-hmm. last, last city council meeting. I saw what the mayor gets paid. Are you telling me that you your ego is that big that you want to stay in power? Or are you telling me that you've got special interest yeah, it's that both. may help you for your future? Or is it a platform for you for other political aspirations? Well, I think all of the above and, and to varying degrees, depending on the individual that's running for office or that's currently in office. Uh, you know, I, I, um, I've had a lot of conversations with people about um, – the terms and, and how long and so on and so forth. Um, you know, I think that's one reason why as, as a president, technically you only can serve eight years and then you're gone. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how, you know, you have a person that's mayor that went from one office and then he tried to run for Another office didn't win by the slightest margin, but he still didn't win mm-hmm. and came back to be mayor. And now he wants to be mayor again. And then you have someone that ran for a school board that, you know, didn't win. Now he wants to become, school, you know, a city council member. And then you had, you know, someone that's um, been on a committee that's backed by the entire council, the entire council, by the sheriff's association. All these guys are backing these guys, but it's funny. They're all backing from the top guy, and then you go to the next level, the next level, and it goes all the way down to pecking order to the two guys that they want in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. That's exactly what's happening. You know, somebody told me the other day, follow the money. Oh, yeah. that That is great advice. Always follow the money. Follow the money. Yeah. And it is interesting. And, and you know, um, on Friday, um, Amita Saravala is going to join us here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And he's going to talk even uh, further about this influence of money coming in from, um, let's just say, interests outside of Poway. I'll tell you who it is. Commu- are, community Voices. There's this new right. pack that came in, Community Voices, mm-hmm. that, that's, that raised six. Mullen, by the way, the retiring one mm-hmm. that we're going against. His company has put over $6,000 in the last three months into this pack. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to have 
still want to give me six thousand dollars to sit there. Of course. I mean, I'm putting. You know, I'm so funny. Obviously, I have people that supported me, mm-hmm. but. We only have a certain max, but they there's a, see how there's ways how they can do the backdoor system. Yeah, what does that tell you? What does that tell you that they've done? Have they've done things backdoor style? Have they done things swept sweep it underneath the rug and then we'll deal with it later if it comes up? Well, initial reports are that Community Voices is getting funded. They're giving money to the San Diego Police Officers Association the San Diego Police Officers Association. And then though that organization is funding some of these candidates. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of... But do you, know, do you also know that in, in the community voices that you have um, Hammer Development? Oh, yeah. You have you, three or four major development that have interest in Poway? Yes. So if they have interest in Poway, and it's just basically... If, if I had an interest in something mm-hmm. and I had a vote on that and that certain things, I'd have to accuse myself. Yeah. So they're just doing it, again, the back doorway or sweeping underneath the rug. Here, you know, we could get the money, but no one's going to know about it. Now, I mean, come on, it's public, right? In this day and age, everybody finds out about everything. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting, too, because, you know, we're just little old Poway, right? And, and and we've never had this kind of influence really coming into our city. But, you know, Everything's changed in our town. You look around, right? There's all this development going on. There's a lot of moneyed interests that are involved here. And yeah, they're trying to elect candidates that are going to support their agenda. And their agenda would be to bring in higher density homes, um, continue to to crumble the infrastructure of Poway Road. Uh, I mean, it's got to stop. You heard my analogy that I I used at the, the, the town hall meeting is that you put enough air in a balloon, it's going to pop. That's mm-hmm. what's happening down Poway Road. The infrastructure cannot hold what they want to do. It cannot happen. You cannot have a thousand homes plus being built and then all of a sudden bring in 3,000 plus more cars and nowhere to park them. Their big thing is, oh, we, we'll, we'll all ride the, the, you know, the bus and we'll ride our, our bikes and... I don't know. I, I don't see many people riding the buses. Yeah. I mean, public transportation in our city is is pretty weak. Um, and that's probably being generous. Mm. Um, but you, you're right. I mean, there is a lot of money involved. To your point, follow the money. Um, you know, we see that in school board races, too. Um, and because there's a lot of development interests there as well. Um, especially for that that last bond measure for the school board, there was huge money being put in there by developers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that's clearly what's happening right now. Um, but it is interesting, I think, in your race and, and also in District One. In many ways, it's sort of a uh, kind of a proxy vote on what people in Poway really think of what's going on, right? Because there clearly are candidates that you know are endorsed by the city council, yep. um, either directly or indirectly. Um, so there's clearly candidates that are what I'll call status quo. And then there are clearly other candidates that are challenging the status quo, um, you know, to varying degrees. And so it'll be interesting to see the outcome of your race, the outcome of the other District 1 race, and even the outcome of the mayoral race. Because mm-hmm. then you're going to really b- find out what people believe. Because for the longest time, most people are like, Hey, you know, this is all good, Poway, you know, but things are different now. And and that's what I, I, you know, no matter what, you have to vote. 
you have to go out mm -hmm. and put your voice there. You cannot come back a year from now and say, oh, my God, they did this. We did that in 2018. We kind of let them do what they wanted. We mm -hmm. got, you know, we kept things status quo. Four years later, we're in the same boat. People now are pissed. Mm -hmm. We said this earlier. They're not just, oh, well, you know what, the guy in that cowboy hat. Oh, the guy that, you know, the, you know the, no, they're mad. They're mad. They're mad about the development. They're mad about not being heard. They're mad about the projects that are going in certain areas. They're mad about saying, oh, yeah, we're listening to you. And then in one year, and then the other year, like, nah, we don't even want to hear him. Let's go. You know, how do you write an email? And I, I touched on this earlier, and I'm going to touch it on again to one of your members that live in your district and tell them that they need to learn common courtesy. You're, you're a deputy mayor. You shouldn't be saying that. So break this one down for me. I mean, who's not, I'm not, you maybe don't need to name names, but so how, there was, there was, was a, common courtesy on what? Okay. So there was a letter that was sent out to Mr. Mullen about the fact that, they invited him down to take a look at what was going on at the project on Twin Meat Peaks, Holly Oak Project. Mm -hmm. Mr. Mullen obviously didn't really, and I'm going to say it, I'll say it politely, didn't care. Um, he wrote a letter back, an email back saying, again, the fact that sometimes we have to lose the battle to win the war. And one of the gentlemen went and spoke at the city council meeting. And when he went and spoke, he basically um, didn't even acknowledge the gentleman, didn't even sit there and look at him, kind of put his head down. Then when one of the developer friends spoke, he waved to him. He smiled to him. So the gentleman that spoke said, hey, do I not deserve the same courtesy as your developer friends? Hmm. And when he wrote that to Mr. Mullen, said, my mother taught me to be courteous. Maybe your mother needs to teach you the same thing. Who? So now, and this is an email. This is what gets me. Is this? You know this is public figures. In every email that you send out, everybody has a copy, has the capability of getting. Mm -hmm. Did he forget that because he's retiring? Or does he not care anymore because he's like, oh, well, you know what? That's why people are like, wait a minute. You're still there. Talk to these people. Give them at least a little bit of hope that you're listening to them. Don't tell them uh, we're going to lose the battle to win the war. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, because and this is like Pete Neal loves this particular issue is that a city council person is representing their district. They're representing the people in their district right. and they need to be a conduit for the interest of the people in their district. And not only the people, but the small businesses that are in your district. This council itself needs to be an advocate for the businesses that are in your district and in town in general, not just the big businesses, not the big Amazons, the Walmarts and, you know, the, the, the primes and all. No, the small guys. John, I used this example when I went in, in the town hall meeting. I went and got a haircut at Great Clips. It was eight ninety nine. I said, "Holy cow!" <laughs> and not that I'm cheap. I'm like eight ninety nine. Haircuts now are twenty five bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I went in there. Lady was super nice, and she's like, you know, and, I, I, and she didn't know I was running for city council. And the owner's like, you know, said, oh, I can't get any of my signs up there. They're, they get come up. They're threatened to find me and blah, blah, blah. And I just opened this business. 
I'm like, what? He said, yeah. I just opened it up. They told me I can't have certain signs up during the daytime, blah, blah. Instead of working with a small business, you're trying to deter it for what? So they don't succeed and you have another empty building? Mm-hmm. These guys are, are, are paying top dollar on Poway Road. It's not $2 a square foot. It's not $3 a square foot. It's probably $5 a square foot, if not more. Mm-hmm. So are you just saying, oh, hey, well, let's just get him in there, fill him in for a year, try to help out, whatever. And then uh, a perfect example, too. My, my buddy owns King's Craft. Oh, okay. Corey, known him a long time. Great ex-football player. Here's a guy that's been in business. When COVID hit... The city was all gung-ho about helping out all these small businesses, right? They brought tables down. They did this. They did that. They said, oh, look at us. We're doing great. COVID was done. What did they do? They yanked the the tables. They didn't give the opportunity for the small business to sit there and say, hey, you know what? We want certain things like this. They had an outside um, yoga exercise, and this was... I guess from what I understand, the people that were had it got knew a lot of the council members knew they were kind of on the inside. They didn't care. Sorry, you can't. Time's up. You're not getting a permit anymore. Hmm. Why? Why? I, I, it just doesn't make sense. You want businesses to stay in Poway. You want people to spend money in Poway, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You don't want people to go outside of Poway. What do we have to do in Poway to stay and play? Not much. I mean, well, the, 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 not much. Tell yeah. me what to do except going to the movie. To yeah, that. yeah, I mean, not much. Yeah, you're right. Our bowling alley's gone. Mm-hmm. Our arcades are gone. Uh, there's only so much you can go to a bar and and watch a sports game because you know unless you you like to go drinking and all so on and so forth. But that's still, I mean, and even that they don't even. I mean, there's not support enough support for these types of business. Mm-hmm. But Amazon Prime, Amazon on the Hill, you know. The big boys with the big names. Oh, yeah, we'll do everything possible to get you guys in there. And I've always said this, and you know this because I, I own a small business and, and still involved in a lot of small businesses. It's a small business that puts the gas in our economy. It's not the big boys. The big boys, when times really are tough and, and they want to get out, they'll yank that chain so fast, so quick, say, sorry, thank you very much, bye-bye. We've got... Tax write-off will move. The small business will sit there and try to weather out the storm, just like many of them did during COVID. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, this, this, this is a good topic to kind of break down because – you talk about small businesses a lot. Obviously, you owned a business, was mm-hmm. at O'Harley's mm-hmm. in town for a long time, and you know the struggles that small business owners go through. Red tape. Right. And, you, and I think that's an interesting angle is um, there's two parts of, I think, supporting small business. One is just getting the regulations and, those, and the rules and the sign rules and all those ordinances out of the way so they can conduct business. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole other level of whether or not – the city council is providing special favors or additional support that's well, not available to other businesses. Let me, let me give you an example. I've had this gentleman call me probably four or five times, and I try to help him out, but there's no – I mean, he, it's it's like he's lost. And it's the business on Pomerado Road, the ceviche, the fish market. Okay. They have done nothing to that business except remodel and did a – basic remodel. They didn't change the plumbing. They didn't change the electrical. They didn't change the sewer. Nothing. Mm-hmm. They haven't gotten the permits to sit there and, and get it done. 
the city, there's a stall tax. Instead of the city, somebody going down there and saying, hey, let me see what I can do to help you out to get your business up and running because you're in our town. You're what makes Poway. No. Do they give them concessions? No. Will they give an Amazon Prime concessions? Probably. Mm-hmm. Will they give them, ta- and I know this for a fact because my good friend Jerry Richardson, who's rest in peace, had a business in town during the days when Bowersox and Confania were in, at the helm. They wanted businesses to come. What did they do? They gave them tax breaks. They gave them concessions. They built certain things up at the business park to say, hey, you can park your cars up here. We'll give you a storage lot. They helped businesses to come into town because most of those car dealerships, and you think they're big businesses, they're still family owned. And technically, they're mm-hmm. small. They've got the name Ford. They got the name Chrysler. But it's a franchise, and they still have the same. It's just a, a few more zeros at the end. Mm-hmm. But they still have the same issues. Unlike an Amazon, that's a multi-trillion-dollar company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's or multi-billion-dollar company, but probably trillion quote. Um, so the concessions that they get is what helped them come to Poway. Nobody wanted to travel five miles down Poway Road to buy a car. But when Bowersox and Confania had the vision saying, hey, we're going to do Scripps Poway Parkway, and we're going to do this, not talk, they did it. Mm-hmm. And they brought, and you know what? One by one, they brought people, because there used to be only, what, Perry Ford, and it was uh, Lou Grubb Chevrolet, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, they started getting a few more dealerships. And it comes in. Now, obviously... You know, some people say, hey, you know, a lot of dealership, a lot of car stuff. But at least they, they, at that helm, they helped them and they kept them there. And they brought revenue to the city. But not the big boys. It wasn't the big boys. But, I mean, my buddy Jerry's like, Tony, I'm, you know, people think that you sell a car for $150,000, you're making $50,000 profit. You're lucky if you make a percent, a percent and a half. Some kickbacks from the dealers, that's it. Now, an Amazon Prime? Mm. You know, Chick-fil-A, they went over there with, with the ribbons to cut open. I don't see them doing that for the guy at the, the fish market. I don't see them doing that for Great Clips. I sure don't see them doing it for my buddy at, down here at Kingscraft. Mm-hmm. But Starbucks is going across the street. Guarantee they, they helped them out in, in a lot of ways to make sure that, that red tape was cut a lot quicker than normal businesses that wanted to open a drive through mm-hmm. from a back alley. I don't know, John. You try to open up something to drive. Open up a pizzeria that with a drive-through in there and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, because they're going to jump in, and there's rules that are in place, and they're going to enforce some rules more strictly than others. But still, it blows my mind that the fish market there. I mean, it's it's kind of like Oak Knoll and Pomerado, yeah, Oak Knoll and Pomerado right across right? from the yeah. The, uh, and I heard the place. story a few months ago that they were struggling to get their permits approved, and they have been waiting months and months. And they still don't have them? I think it's close, I think it's close to nine months. No. And that's crazy. Yeah, it was during COVID because he contacted me during COVID. And I asked him, because I asked him questions as a business owner. Yeah. I said, wait a minute. Did, did you, you know, did you put new sewer? Did you put, you know, new piping? Did you move the plumbing? Did you move the light? Because when you do that, now it's not just a remodel. Now all of a sudden you have to get some per- yeah. permits. They have to come sign off. And, and, and you have to go through the process. Yeah. It's like, No. All we did, and it's not even, you're not serving any hot food, so they don't need any hoods or any fire extinguishers, you know, the the ansel systems. Cold food, 
and a fish. So you're selling fre- fresh fish out mm-hmm. of the frozen refrigerator with ice, you know, like a little showcase and ceviche. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's nuts. I mean they should they, the, the permitting process should be expedited. It should make it easy for people to do business in our city. I mean, what's one thing if people are getting special favors that other people can't get, and you know that's probably occurring in some cases. But at minimum, I think small businesses should have minimal red tape just to get started. If they've been waiting nine months, they're still paying rent, they're still paying for utilities, and they're going deeper and deeper into debt. I mean, this is this is setting them back. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and you know what? Do I have the answer? To that situation, no. All I know is that when I get elected, that's something that I want to address, not even just for him, but to small business. Why mm-hmm. can't we help them out to succeed? Why can't we bring someone that wants to build a bowling alley with a restaurant attached to Poway instead of a raising cane? Well, why can't we bring a bowling alley with entertainment for our kids Instead of, well, it's already here, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying, again, it's a free world. We should have the capability of having whatever we want. But it seems to me that the people with the deeper pockets are getting things done a lot quicker than the small guy that should be Poway Road. And they should have, on Poway Road, they should have in Poway the small businesses. I mean, when we went to the, the town hall meeting, not, not only that, the, with the uh, meet and greet, one of the biggest things they said is that we actively um, solicit businesses to come into Poway. So you're, if you're actively soliciting businesses to come to Poway, mm-hmm. is there a, I'd like to know, is there a threshold? Is, there a, is it a mom and pops? Is it a medium-sized business? Is it a big name chain? What are you soliciting? Because it t- seems to me it's, it's just chains. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's definitely what we're seeing. I mean, well, even when Burger King went out, El Pollo Loco rolled in. So, yeah, there is a lot of chains. I mean, gr- the good news is there are some independents, you know, like the Hop Stop and, you know, some other places. But to your point, it is mostly chains. But let's You brought up canes. And let's go down this path a little bit because— Just a small path. Go ahead. Okay. And there was a, it was an interesting banter on social media. Was it today and maybe even yesterday? It was, it was yeah, last, last night. Yes, last yes, night. Yes, and yes. it was a discussion about potential of the canes, you know, chicken coming to Poway. Raising, and, ca- raising canes. Raising canes. Pardon me. And I know you were fired up about it. You were excited. Your kids were excited. And then one of our council members kind of chimed in, and the, the conversation got interesting. So share with me what was happening here. Real quick. And, and I mean, to me, they, they, I posted it on the Poway neighbor site, which is, and you know, I posted a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I, I do a lot of, um, you know, personal posts and, and, you know, pick me up posts type things, exciting posts. Yeah. So I know that Poway neighbor, you cannot put anything political on there. Mm-hmm. So I put that on there because my kids were actually excited. My daughter saw it on TikTok that mm-hmm. they were bringing something into Poway. I'm like, and I had heard that, you know, a while back. And then I'm, I was like, wow. And I said, the Russo kids are excited that Poway then talks with Raising Canes. Mm-hmm. Everything, people chime like, oh, I can't believe it. Love it. So on and so forth. Next thing you know, one of the current council members came in and says, you need to repost that because we don't have active talks with them. No one says that you're talking to them. But again, I know the process of vetting a business. Mm-hmm. 
you don't have a raising cane come into here unless you're actively talking to the council or to people in the city. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to the landlord and saying, hey, guess what? I want to rent that spot in the corner that's, by the way, land that's not built. Yeah, this is going to be at that vacant lot that was Perry Ford Correct. overflow Correct. right by the Oscars taco shop. Correct. And everybody thought it was Pat and Oscars when I, and <laughs> yeah, like, I, know. I didn't know. And, and you know, I had to put the picture of that. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I actually put down that, hey, it's right next door to Kaminsky's because people know yeah. Kaminsky's. Yeah. Kaminsky's been here. They're, you know, they're, they're strong. They've been here a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. It, you know, and to me, it's like, really? <laughs> people are excited about that. And then you're coming in and tell me that I need to change a post to because it's political. I didn't make it political. Mm-hmm. The person that engaged in it made it political. I wasn't rude or disrespectful. All I said is, hey, hey you know what? This is what people, and it was funny because a lot of people were talking about it and I had a couple comments and then I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to get into this. Um, he said, you said, I said type thing. Cause that's not me. Right. You know, and, and to me is I always try to be respectful and kind to everyone. I don't, you know what? I, I don't have to be liked by everyone. <laughs> I don't. Right, right. You know I mean, you, 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 in life, you can't be because mm-hmm. if you are, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's something wrong. If right. you're liked by everyone, something's wrong. Right. So It means you have no principles. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I, told, I tell my kids that every day. You don't have to be liked. You have to have, be respected and you give respect to people. That's exactly right. And what's happening, John, going back to the respect, is that the common sense factor and the lack of respect that our current council, and I'll say it, our current council shows the people of Poway is zero you You may disagree but we're here to you know no 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 i'm just i'm my my angle on this is i've been hearing this over and over from candidates from people on social media now granted i don't go to the city council meetings that often i I haven't been i haven't been there in like a couple years um but uh yeah this seems to be a consistent theme that people aren't being heard people aren't being respected um and Behind the curtain, deals are being made. I can't speak about deals being made because I don't. I don't see the paperwork. If I were to bet my last dollar, yeah, yeah, I think things are being done, and I think they're worried um, that whoever comes in that may not be the status quo candidate, or let's go down the same path, or the developer, you know, best friend. Mm-hmm. that things might, you know, some red flags, red tape <laughs> might be coming up and it might be mm-hmm. on the other side instead of the side where it, it really should be, right? Let's, let's, let's move uh, to sure. a different topic because we, I mean, I love everything we're talking about. This is a good conversation. And again, for the audience, you're all welcome to, to chime in on the live stream. Here's all my friends. Look at him. Yuri's on. Look at Peter. <laughs> I know. Ed, what's yeah, up? Well, let's let's, let's uh, like kind of recognize some of the folks that are watching here on the live stream. And let me kind of move some things around here. And Hey, don't forget, we got to hit the water, John. <laughs> We're going to yeah. hit the water rate. So that's Ed, one thing Franklin, I, there's a lot of- Ed Franklin's on. He says the council and mayor are probably not as responsible as the city manager. Well, let me let me go to this, Ed. And, and Ed, you know, I see you and I respect you. The city manager is hired by the mayor. The city manager, and they gave us this little thing when we went there. He says it's kind of like a corporation. 
here's your departments and here's the head of the department, city manager, and here's the people that are underneath them and here's the ones that, you know, mm-hmm. hired them. So to that, the city manager is responsible, but who's responsible for the city manager? The council. Thank you. Yeah. So, Ed, to that question, I respectfully disagree. I think the city manager is responsible, but ultimately it's the council and the mayor that are responsible for the actions that the employees take. Um, Pete Neal commenting here. Thank you, Tony. Great answers for the two questions. You got it, my friend. That um, And Yuri Boland goes, and I had a lot of questions. And, yeah, Yuri did. Um, and Yuri goes on to say, hi, John. Hi, Tony. What's um, up, and uh, here's a question from Ed. What percentage of the population in Poway actually votes? Ooh. I know Depen- it's high. It depends, it depends on what district you're in, because obviously I've done the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, the district that I'm in, I believe there was 8,000 total households that, excuse me, 8,000 votes with approximately 3,500 households. Okay. So there's really almost a three to one or two and a half one uh, of people that actually vote. So depending on the other districts, it, it's pretty high. And again, depending on what um, election. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, in, in the presidential election, you're probably going to get more people to vote. Right. Um, I think this election here, you're going to get a pretty good percentage of the population that votes that probably wouldn't have voted um, in 2018. Uh, 2020. Yeah. I, I mean, it's going to be a high percentage because people in Poway are pretty active politically. They, they, they participate in democracy, as it were. So um, I expect a lot of people are going to be voting in this race. I hope so. Especially with everything that's going on. Yeah, I hope so. The only way, the only way that anything's going to get changed is that they vote. And obviously, whatever they vote needs to be respected. Right. Win, lose, or draw, we have to respect it. Mm-hmm. Current council... If new council comes in, mayor, new mayor, everybody's got to respect everyone. Now, there's questions that were asked, like, how would you, you know, work with other if you were brought on with the other, you're a four to one vote, so on. <laughs> Even though you might be a four to one vote, you still, is there's a voice that needs to be heard. Yeah. You don't just say, again, I, because four other people said I. <laughs> right. And we had some of that. Yes. You know, no, we have a lot of that. Yeah. Where candidate or exist sitting council members were against certain provisions, but changed their vote just to show unanimity or mm-hmm. unanimity. Am I mm-hmm. saying the right word? Yeah, they're a unanimous vote and solidarity as a group. Right. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, people should you got to stand up for your principles if you're elected, in my opinion. Um, here's a, another comment here. This is from Pete Neal. The city cut of the sales tax from a car is a lot more than a pound of fish. <laughs> okay. Hey, you're, Pete, you're absolutely right. But okay. it, it, when you're going to that, it doesn't, see, that's my, my point that I was trying to make. It doesn't matter. Again, I'm going to relate back to my great friend that was more of a father and a mentor to me is that it doesn't matter if you have a dollar or if you have a million, you treat them the same. Well, it's equality under the law, right? I you mean, treat it, yeah. them the same. Yeah, you do. You respect. He used to tell me all the time, when someone buys a car from me, they're a friend for life. Because when they're a friend, they'll come back and they'll tell people. If you treat them with disrespect and you don't care about what they, if they had a problem with the car, because he used to tell me stories all the time. So, you know, a person was complaining about an engine, let me know. You know what? He changed it because that voice meant more to him 
than a voice that may not come to him and say, hey, I have a great car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair point. Yeah. Give us a couple more comments here um, from uh, Delana Olps. Uh, sorry, I'm late to the party. Facebook wasn't working for me. And Delana, I know you're going to have some really Delana, good questions. Delana, are you? Um, and uh, again, some little comment, comments amongst the folks on the live stream. Uh, Pete Neal further goes on further. There used to be a used car dealership. I bought my Dodge van from that place in 1982. Peter, you've been around. I've been out here since 78, so he knows. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, and Delana goes on to say, the city manager is the council scapegoat. You're 100% right. Um, and Ed Franklin says, my point was more that he manages the personnel. So anyways, the, thanks for everybody for sharing these th- questions. We still have a lot more to talk sure, about. Sure. So talk. keep bringing your thoughts and questions. We'll get them on here as best we can um, while we're trying to do the live stream. And I want to make sure everyone knows this is Tony Russo. So we put his name on the screen. So let's totally shift. And I want to talk a little bit about water because you've talked about that in the campaign. You know, on your I think it was on your um declaration when you turn in your paperwork you know you were talking about the what's your take on the whole water infrastructure and the the rope water incident we had do we need to fix it yeah yeah we knew that a long time ago Mm -hmm. i remember if if i go back to 2018 someone said we've got gray skies that are ahead of us so they knew the issue was at hand what I don't like, the way they went about doing it, again, they swept it underneath the rug during a period when people are in COVID crisis, mm-hmm. COVID crisis, where people were worried about life or death, their family being safe. Did they give the people the opportunity to really share a voice? They said they sent out the proxies that, you know, where you sat and, you know, you, you protest, so on and so forth. So we're talking about the water rate increase. Water rate, yeah, we're going okay. to do the water rate and then we'll go into the water infrastructure. Okay, fair it enough. it all ties in. It, it all ties in. All good. It all ties in. They said they needed a water rate increase because they had to pay for the infrastructure, for for the, the new renovations. Mm-hmm. When I raise, okay, let's, I'm going to go back to layman's term. When I raise a, a price for a pizza or a beer. I don't give it a raise for four years. Say, hey, I'm going to raise it from a dollar to two fifty, and hope that everybody's going to be able to pay it because now I'm forcing people to buy it, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the city did. They went in there instead of saying, hey, we have, we need water rates to be increased. We need this money to, to pay for certain projects. We need to fix the infrastructure. Why not do it in increments, why not give the opportunity for people to actually voice their opinion, not during a COVID crisis, but afterward? Why would you, it's like they said during a city council meeting last week, we did not give ourselves a raise because it was during COVID. So we didn't think it was justifiable to have a raise in 2020. Hmm. Right? Okay. But they deemed it justifiable to raise the water rates by 40 plus percent over the next four years. Mm -hmm. I don't know, John, my dad, rest in peace, had 40 some citrus trees. Hmm. 40. Yeah. Do I still have 40? No. 
Oh. It's expensive. Very expensive. Yeah. They got three little kids. They shower. The water is expensive. I pay almost triple than what I paid a year and a half ago or so. I mm-hmm. looked at the bill. I mean, you sit there and I mean, water is like, wow, I use the same units, but now I'm paying, you know, a hundred some dollars more. I understand, again, I understand the philosophy of business that we need to generate the income to pay for certain things. But it shouldn't have been a sweeping action at one time during, again, a COVID crisis. Mm-hmm. Well, because it gives, it makes it difficult for people to go to city council meetings and voice their opinion when they're doing it on Zoom. You know, it's a, it's a different vibe, right? John, come on. You mm-hmm. saw everybody's going doing, you know, we were doing live interviews on, on Zoom. It, first of all, you can't hear the people. Second of yeah, all, yeah. most people don't know if you're doing it at 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Most yeah. people, especially city council meetings. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's what I I'm mean, saying. It, 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 it makes it hard for the people to voice their opinion so I'm when go, they can't face them face to face. So I'm going to go back and I don't mean to interrupt you. Common sense. There you go. Did it prevail? Nope. Did they use it? Nope. So what... This is just amazing. There's so many things going on here. I want to shift to another topic. Crime. Crime is up all over the place. What's your take on this? Crime is up because you have more people. Right. Obvious. If you take people away, crime is going to go down. But we, as a city, as a council member, always say that, look, we have the safest city. Yeah, we know we have the safest city. Mm -hmm. But is that your number one priority? Because everyone that talked during that town hall meeting... All said, safety, 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 safety. And then when it came to me, I said, no, not safety. Do I believe we need safety? Absolutely. We've got one of the, one of the best safest city around. But is that should be our number one priority? No. The crime that happens in Poway happens. Do I think there could be things done to deter certain crimes? Yeah, better lighting. Um Instead of having our police officers stay at certain areas at times, maybe travel and do their job more. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that could be Well, done. if crime is not the number one issue that a lot of other candidates are saying, what is the number one issue? I mean, you, you talked about, I think I know what your answer is, but tell me. What's the number one thing? Well, you could probably put it all together in one with the lack of transparency, of honesty, the lack of of. of says right there, the voice, that people aren't getting the voice heard. Um, water rates, people are uh, upset. They're just spending more money. Inflation's through the roof, and we're spending more money. Mm-hmm. Gas prices are high. We're spending more money. If I can't afford my water rate, John, what does the city do? They cut you off? No, they give you a red tag. A red tag. So they, they charge you 10% of your late fee. So if you owe 100 bucks, we'll use a lack of number, mm-hmm. they add another $10. If they have someone come out and actually put a red tag on, they charge you an extra, I think it's 50 or whatever it may be, for that person to come out. Mm-hmm. Now, if I couldn't afford 100, and now you add another 10, and you add another 50, now I can't afford 160, right? Right. Now, all of a sudden, they shut you off, they add another shutoff fee. So now, how is that person supposed to survive? What happens to senior citizens where, where they're on fixed income? Mm-hmm. What happens to a family that has four or five kids that are on limited income? And again, in California, and you know this, John, we talked about this before. You can make 100000 plus and still be below the poverty level. Mm-hmm. Does the city, you know, do they, do they not see that? Do they not want to help the people that are in need? 
We, we can go into the senior center too. And that's to me, the, you know, a $13 million bust and, and that whole deal is like, I think that money could have been spent and made helping the seniors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know. Do we actually have a senior center still? I'm not sure. I don't think it is. I, I know think that it's the temporary center, community center. It's not called senior center anymore. But I think, again, my understanding is, is that it's supposed to be co-use, community center, senior center, one facility. But I'm not privy to the the schedule at that at that building. Well, you know, from what I've done in my research is that we had X amount of money that we could have had given to us by the state of California prior to knocking down that building. It would have been a the old saying whether you had a question, millions of dollars falling in our pocket. Actually, it was I don't know the exact amount, but there was it was a good amount coming into our pocket prior to us knocking that building down. But instead, they knocked the building down and we lost that grant. Mm. So by losing that grant, it's kind of it, like the old. I, I've had friends that talk about they try to get in on the list for low income housing. You get on that list, it sometimes takes years before you get that house. Yeah, for sure. So it's the same thing with this grant. Once you lose that grant and you want to go back and reapply with the state, <laughs> you're lucky if you're ever going to get any back. Mm. So who uses, I mean, we were supposed to have people up there that are supposed to, and again, they are smart people. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they're not. But use a common sense approach. If we lose $400,000, lack of number, by knocking this building down two months early, why didn't we wait and say, okay, let's get this, continue to have our grant, go in there and build it, help the seniors and have a little piggy bank that we can do stuff with the seniors. You know, rest in peace, my mom and dad, you know, and, and you know, I've seen a lot of people that call, contact me to Tony, can you find me a place to live? I can't afford, you know, do you have a room for rent? Yeah. You can't do it. I mean, the seniors are struggling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they, they built affordable housing for the seniors there. But do you see how quick that filled up? Oh, yeah. Like an in instant, right? Not, not like across the street. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't have to say much about that. I think people understand what I said. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Let's, uh, let's, let's just chat a little bit about one of the things that I really enjoy about you is you're on social media all the time, sharing the love, sharing the positive energy. Your children are always there with you. I mean, tell me a little bit more about your family life and what you're up to personally, just outside of the campaign. Well, you know this, John. My number one, I, I don't. this is, is not top priority. My kids are top priority. Mm-hmm. Watching them smile, um, teaching them what's right and wrong, um, seeing them grow. And I think I mentioned this in 2018 about having a legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was fortunate enough that my father and my mother left me a, a legacy to carry on to my kids. Nice. And I, I'm doing this because I want to make Poway a better city for the people, for the families, and for the kids that want to stay here and have a family for themselves when they have an opportunity to do so. Not to move away, mm-hmm. not to say, hey, I can't afford it or, you know, there's nothing to do in Poway, so I'm going to go live in Mira Mesa or Escondido because they have things to do. So going back to the positive energy, um, it, it takes more to be angry and mad than it is <laughs> to laugh 
That's true. And love. I mean, I, yeah. I tell this to everybody. I mean, you can complain about things. And again, I know we complain about certain things on there, but I look at it with a grain of salt because if someone really wants to change, if they really want to do good, my mom said this to me, and I'll never forget it. If you have the heart to do it, you can do it. Nice. I remember from our 2018 conversation that your mother means so much to you. I mean, just kind of share with us some of your memories of your mom and why she means so much. My mom was, um, she was a staple of Poway. I mean, she, she rode the bus. She walked, um, Poway road when we had the restaurant and the Walmart shopping center and went to Sprouts and to Vons and bought groceries and fresh produce. Um, she she loved everyone that she talked to. And it didn't matter. She, I remember, like, Mom, you know, she'd always say, no, it's okay. You know, you talk to them, you give them the love. Even sometimes they may not like, you know, because, again, you can't be liked by everyone. Right. But you have to show the respect. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was um, a head chef at the officer's club for 30 years. Oh, wow. And the honor that you get when you have chain of commands and the commander-in-chief, per se, of the, of yeah. the base— gives you a coin and they usually don't give them out to civilians. They give you a coin. It's, it's a, and I think a lot of the military and, and veterans out there, it's a coin that shows the respect of the fact that we appreciate you. And my mom didn't get one, not two, but three. Wow. Yeah. And I remember when my mom retired, there was commanders that came to her retirement party at O'Harley's and it was, I mean, it was she. She worked at the officers' club, so that's you mm-hmm. know, Top Gun. The whole day, oh, yeah, so yeah. Back then, back in the day, the officers' club was the place where people went. You know, not only for officers, but people from the outside went, and it was kind of the the uh, distillery east for teenagers. <laughs> you remember? Um, yeah. So you know, there was a lot of stories. But you know, going back to my mom, now she just um, everybody called her mama. Man, I wish she. If I could just have one thing, John, one thing, just to have her. See my kids, you make me cry, and I don't want to cry, okay, man. Yeah, okay. I don't want to cry because right. that's not weakness. And I tell my kids, crying is not weakness. Crying shows that you care, and I miss my mom every day, every day. Do I miss my dad? Yeah, but I don't. My mom. There is not a day that I don't go by that I don't think about my mom or look at her picture and and have a smile. She used to always say to me, like in Italian, I'm Don Diamo. That means, come on, let's go. We, we, we don't have time to fool around. Mm-hmm. And she was 69 years old when she passed away of cancer. And up to the day that she died, she still came into the restaurant. Two weeks prior to her death, she always went in there because she loved seeing the people. She loved seeing the smiles on the people's faces. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's very special. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, my kids didn't get an opportunity um, to meet her. Um, my daughter, Stella, was named after my mom, Stella Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. Um, we were pregnant when my mom had passed away. She was pregnant for six months. So my mom knew about Stella. Um, my little guy, Luca, he was born on my mom's birthday. Oh, perfect. So, you know, it's like, wow. You know, and, and every time I, I look at my kids and I see there's always, you know, especially my daughter and my, my little guy, like, Obviously, my middle one is a mini me. Um, it looks that, but you know, there, there's that that you know. I see the 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 happiness go lucky in my little guy with Luca with my mm-hmm. mom. I see the you know the smartness that my daughter has, and I see the the genuine careness. My middle guy, he has the angelic eyes. He doesn't argue. He just he's like he has a smile. And he says, "Okay, Dad." Oh, 
Yeah. How long have you lived in Poway? Since 1978. Really? August. Yep. My dad moved out here in August. Actually, my dad moved out prior. Mm-hmm. We moved out in 1978, August. And I believe if you go back, it was the year PSA had the airline that crashed. Mm. I believe it was August of that year. Yeah, that was 78. Yeah. And I remember because my mom, we had just gotten, she was, my mom didn't like flying, you know. Yeah. And she had all her family back east and, mm-hmm. and in Italy. And she was like, and my dad actually was working for PSA at the time. As oh, a, wow. Yeah, as a machinist. So, um, yeah, it was uh, 1978. But he came out earlier because he, he wanted to find a job. And he went to Arizona, mid-July. No way. He said 122 degrees. Yeah. Went to Del Mar, loved it. Um, because it reminded him, uh, obviously, of the ocean and all that. But Del Mar at that time was still, you know, pretty expensive. Yeah, for of 1978. course. Yeah. And then he came into Poway, and he, and I have videos of him us talking and having fun. But he Poway reminded him of home, where he lived in Italy. He knew Ross Rizzo, the winery. He made wine with him. They made olive oil. They butchered pigs and cows. Wow. They did things that just, you know, that, that you did back home. So when he moved to Poway, he said, this is where I'm going to die. Because I always asked my dad, I said, Dad, why, I mean, why why stay in Poway? Why didn't you go somewhere else after, you know, no, this is right. this is where I'm going to, you know, it reminds me of home. And he had the grape trees and all that. So, yeah, it it, it was his memory of, of even though he, he could have went back to Italy, everything changed, but he brought it here. Nice. Yeah. You know, your your um, the length of time you've been in this city to me is fascinating in your race because a lot of people know you, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, and I think that's going to really help you in this race, John. You know, it's not about popularity. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, people do know me, and like I said earlier, not everybody's going to agree with me. Some may be, you know, a, a certain affiliation to party. And they, my thing is this: let's just do the right thing. Let's bring common sense back. Mm-hmm. You want a voice? I'll be the voice. But not for me, for the people. Well, well speaking of voices, we have some more questions. Let's go. So let's, uh, let's go back to the, to, the, to the live stream audience here. And uh, let's see what we got. Wow. The, 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 everything's lighting up here. So we got a lot going on. So um, where do we leave off? It was... Mike Devine, he knew my mom real well. <laughs> so here, Delano Holtz goes on to say, Kalen Frank and John Mullen said in 2018 elections, there were gray skies ahead, so they knew something was going on. Yeah, I brought that up, yeah. Um, and she goes on to say, water rates are a tax. These council members wanted to raise, and they always increase our rates, then pass a council race. Interesting angle. It is. Again, you know, they just passed it, and and again, they they stated in the last council that they didn't have, uh, they didn't want to do it during a COVID year per se, with two thousand twenty. But again, they raised the water forty plus percent over four years, and not just one year. It was you know a a swipe of let's just forget, let's put it underneath the rug because most people, you know what, we did it. Sorry, (laughs) you know, and we'll you know people complain about it now, John, but they're like, oh, you had an opportunity. This is what I hear. They said you had the opportunity to protest it. No, they didn't. You made it hard in in a COVID year. Who had the opportunity to come down to city council? Nobody to go online and, and, and raise a hand. Cause I've seen my kids and, I, and maybe I'm going off track here, but I watch my kids do live zoom 
interaction school mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. You're better off watching Sesame Street, teaching them on Sesame yeah, Street. Yeah, that was a waste. It was, yeah. yeah. It, so tell me how that's going to help the city council when you're having all these people try. They, you know, a lot of these people aren't computer savvy that that wanted to protest. They they didn't know what to do, raise a hand, whatever it may be. Maybe now it's different because two years later, but I still think that they didn't give them the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a crazy time mm-hmm. to enact that. Um, let's go on down this down the line here, and um, yeah, Mike Define. There, I don't, I don't see the other half of his. And by the way, Mike Devine is not banned on this podcast, so Mike, we no, welcome I've Mike. Known my, I've known Mike long. You've known my family a long time. Yeah, so I know Mike always likes to yeah. point that out that he gets banned on some Facebook pages. Tony, um, this is also from Delano <laughs> Oaks. What's your view on the seniors and our lack of a senior center now? And I think you already addressed that. Yeah, I, I did address that. And, I, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, an advocate, obviously, for small business seniors and and what they've done with it. They need to bring revenue back to the senior center. Or actually, they call it a community center. They don't call it a senior center. Right. But they need to bring back the senior center to help the senior okay. give them something to do. See, I, I was unaware of that. I, I knew the sales pitch was that it was going to be co-use, but I, apparently the seniors aren't there. I was unaware. They're trying to get them back in. They got, I believe, a $100,000 grant from the seniors on that. They're trying to generate income. But you know, it's like anything. If your business is not working... Let's find someone that knows how to make it work mm-hmm. and let's bring them in to generate. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, bring in the right people. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, here's another comment here. Um, and this is from Brave Sailor. Okay. All right, Brave Sailor. Here we go. Hi, Tony. With Poway being so close to so many business parks and the I-15, is it time to give up on the utopian dream of Poway being the city in the country? I, you know, I never give up. That's one thing. In, in life, when you give up, then you just throw in the towel. So, is it going to change, Johnny? Things change. Mm-hmm. But we need to make it for the better and for what people want. Mm-hmm. Business parks, when they built that, that was a plus. That was a, a revenue generator. That brought a lot of people that didn't know where Poway was. But now we're kind of going off track. Mm-hmm. We're kind of like forgetting about, you know, the business park and bringing it down Poway Road. And again, I mentioned earlier, the infrastructure is not there. So will it change? Things are going to change. Do I want it to change? I want the city and the country to still be there. I still, you know, I still enjoy hanging my clothes outside with the sunlight to, to dry them. Mm-hmm. I do. My daughter goes, Dad, why don't you have a dryer? I'm like. You have the sun. <laughs> but you know, John, I'll tell you this. The reason why I do that gives me, it, remember, it reminds me of when my mom went out and did that. And when I go out to the backyard and do it, it gives me that thought. It's like to kind of say, you know what? It's nice. You know, and bring back memories of my mom. And, and, and I think that's what people need to realize, too, is that I think a lot of them did during COVID to realize it's not all about, you know, who's got the most or the ego and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one reason why you see a lot of the, the constituents and the, and, the, and the citizens of Poway upset. Hmm. Let's go on a couple more comments here. Um, and, and this is from Mike Devine. And he goes on to say, the water infrastructure rope doesn't ring true. How can rain runoff color 10 million gallons of a clear well and come out the taps with brown color? Well, wait, wait, I got to answer this one. Mike, right. you can ask Peter DeHoff because he actually drank the brown water 
as a stunt. And to me... Well, I remember Mayor Voss did that, too. Ah, you know what? Here's the thing. You tell me that you're going to drink brown water. Did anybody follow him home to see if he had the runs for three days? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're laughing about yeah, it, John. I'm sure but, no I mean, one did. Come on, yeah, think yeah, about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, you're yeah. drinking brown water, yeah. and you're telling everybody's safe. But again, another mistake will go on. Did they help the small businesses when they had that issue? Oh, yeah, they, they got screwed. Screwed. It's yeah. gone. It, no, they, they didn't help them at all. They're like, sorry, yeah. you know, but it, it was not our problem. What do you mean it's not your problem? Mm-hmm. You're, you're supposed to be the person in charge. The council's supposed to be in charge. You're supposed to help these small businesses. Now, mm-hmm. they can't boil water because they can't cook pasta in brown water. No one's going to go eat in an area or drink water that's got brown. I don't care if Peter Hoff, the Hoff drank it. I don't care if Mayor drank I don't care if the whole council drank it. No one's going to do it. Because my mom always said, what you see first is what your stomach thinks. Uh-huh. So if you look at something in food or drink and it looks nasty, it could be the best tasting thing in the world. But your mind says, uh-uh. Wow. Again, common yeah. sense. Common sense. Here's a couple more things here from Mike. He goes on to say, we're, um, were we fooled? Uh, no, uh, but it made it un- untenable to oppose. So, well, okay. Let, let me let me go back to Mike on that one, Mike. So you're stating that we it was unattainable to oppose. We couldn't oppose the fact of a forty percent rate increase because we needed to rebuild the infrastructure. I can't agree with Mike on that because if we needed that, we could have went and readdressed the issue year by year and. When I get voted in, that's one of the things that I, I've told a lot of the continuance. Like, wait a minute. We can go and readdress it. People say, oh, you can't change it. No, you can. If you really want to change something, you can turn that page back. You may not be able to get last year's rates, but we can look at it and say, wait a minute. And I'm going to bring a point in fact that they touted on the last city hall meeting how they're under budget now with this new infrastructure that they're building and they showed all these pipes and they're saying, oh, we're under budget by 7 8%. We're saving hundreds of thousands of dollars. Are you giving that money back to the people? Oh, no way. Yeah. Because I get, I won't guarantee anything, but my gut tells me by the time this project is done, I don't know if they're going to be under budget because what they did in Spola Road, they thought they were under budget, but they forgot to build, what, 90 feet of wall. Right. Who made that one? Mm-hmm. Hey, have you seen the wall on the backside of the Fairfield project? The where on uh, on Poway Road? Yeah, well, you know, well where, yeah, where the Poway Road, where Poway Bowl was on the back side. <laughs> that wall is taller than the houses are. John, that's what I'm saying is that someone needs to go and put. The, and I know Mike is going to come in and, and chime in about a developer. The developer that put the plans to the city council says, "Hey, we're going to do this." All of a sudden, if they changed it. And no one's there to say, hey, stop. Whose fault is it? Mm. They did the same thing at the farms. Did you see the houses? Where the name? We talked about that earlier. Yeah. Not just one house, just three or four houses that have those walls up. Why would I want to have a two-story house looking into my pool if I want to go out? Well, I probably wouldn't go out naked. You might, but <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, John, it's, like, it's, it's, again, common sense. Mm-hmm. The neighbors didn't spend millions of dollars to to buy a home there or or 
thought they had a golf course for the rest of their life. And all of a sudden now, guess what? You're not having a golf course. You've got two-story house that someone gets to watch what you're doing 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, the- and that's what's happening with, with the Fairfield Pass. That's what's going to happen even on, on, on Twin Peaks. I mean, <laughs> there's so many different angles that they're all trying to play. And again, once they get it done, once they start, it's a lot harder the city says, to go back in and change things. No, you can change it. If you put your foot down, don't blame Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Blame the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the city definitely has control over what's happening here locally. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, there's a bunch more here. Uh, Delana says, Peter didn't drink tap water. He drank water that ran through his expensive <laughs> water filter system. And pretty sure Voss is on well water. Okay. Um, she says both of them basically lied. So again, zero transparency. Uh, Mike says, "Did we need to rebuild the infrastructure?" Um, Are you asking me that, Mike? Yeah, let's 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 address uh, that one. You know, was it outdated? Yeah, yeah, the water infrastructure. Yeah, yeah it was like it over was fifty out, years outdated. old, right? Yeah. I mean, we we need. I mean, it's like anything. I mean, your pipes in, in your home after a while are already. Mike, you know this as a developer when they built the homes in '68. The, the copper piping they put in and water is only to last a certain amount of time before mm-hmm. you start getting holes and before it starts leaking. So, yeah. But again, we go back to common sense. Do we need to raise the water rates in such dramatic fashion during a COVID crisis where most people were worried about saving their loved ones and mm-hmm. their own lives and buying toilet paper? Hmm. You know, what? one of your um, competitors has has is suggesting that there might be a water bond on the horizon, hmm. that they'll have to borrow money to help pay for this infrastructure improvement. I don't know. Um, there's always that possibility. And to me, when, when they say they're under budget now, it'd be pretty hard to say you want a bond when you're saying that you're under budget. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you really wanted a bond, you should have done it when interest rates were pretty low. Yeah, this is a bad time now. Yeah, yeah we talked about that yeah. with the school bond. I yeah. mean, I mean you know, you, you, you got interest rates that back then that were, you know, very, very low, historic lows. Now we're at, you know, three times the amount. So, again, common sense. There you go. Okay, so uh, Mike goes on to say, Pow, we used to have a requirement that no wall could be over six feet. What happened on the Fairfield project? I mean, it's definitely higher than six feet, that wall. I think, I think if I remember correctly, somebody said it was 14 feet tall. Yeah, that, it's taller than the rooftops yeah. of some of yeah. those homes. So, uh, Mike, again, um, it goes down to when they submit their plans to the city and the city stamps it, and it says X amount. If it says 14 feet there, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm a city council member, I'm like, wait a minute, 14 feet, and there's someone that lives right behind it, and it's only got a... a Eight foot setback. No, no, let's, you know, if you're doing that, what are you going to do to help the neighbors? What are you going to give them in return to make them happy? Mm-hmm. Right now, they're doing zero. Mm. That's got to be tough if you're on the backside of that. Oh, uh, I, would, I mean, it's I just got to be awful. I mean, yeah, and I think they're using part of it as a retaining wall. So there's like a like it's almost like a dam, you know, holding up all that dirt. So um, well, they, again, they went down. Yeah. You know, the the grading, I mean, these guys are engineers. Mike knows this. These guys are engineers. They're, they're smart people. Mm-hmm. 
if you had the developer that's coming in and you're working with the same developer that's made mistakes on other projects, why we continue to give these developers the green light? Mm. Is it the money that's coming in to certain pockets? Is it money coming in to certain special interests? That's a big question to ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's you know bringing up all the money in the race. And those are fair questions to ask. Uh, Mike goes on to say, I had so many clients that wanted to exceed that fence or wall limit. Uh, no way until now. Um, there's a couple other comments here, I think, from Delena. And she goes on to say here, yeah, it's a multi-generational community center. The senior center mm -hmm. dissolved and reorganized as the friends of the senior center. Mm -hmm. So there's no designated senior center anymore. Um, she goes on to say, that's the kind of heart our council needs. People serving the community from the heart, not to climb the political ladder. Well, if there's any candidate that's coming from the heart, it's you. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, <laughs> and I'll say this right here. My aspiration is not to sit there and go to uh, county board of supervisors. Mine is not to go to, to Sacramento. Mine is to stay here and make sure my kids and the people of Poway have a city to have fun in, to play in, and to enjoy with their families. Mm -hmm. Right on. Yeah. So, you know, we said you weren't going to go three hours like Yuri, no but way. we're already we're, at two. Oh, we're two. We're, 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 we're going to be almost done. We'll we're at done. an hour and 56. We'll go take a couple more questions and we'll... Yeah, so this is all good. Um, okay, so right now there's no more new questions. And if I miss someone's question, forgive me. I mean, I got a whole scrolling list of them here. Um, what have we not covered? I mean, that's really you're passionate about. What do you want to fix in this city that we haven't talked about yet? You know, we talked about water. We talked about tra traffic is horrendous. Mm -hmm. We got to figure it out. We have to come up and put our minds together and say, hey, what can we do to ease the traffic. Remember, for every minute that you're spending on a road with traffic is one minute less you're spending with your family. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, and people after a while, I mean, that's why you have road rage. That's why you have, I mean, I've seen it in Poway Road. People get pissed off. I mean, there's guys that are doing traffic. They're not even, they're using the signs. They're just, we're waiting down, and, you know, it's half an hour to to go on the other side, to go two lights. Okay, and, and again, Mike, you might be able to answer this question. Common sense tells me this. We had construction on the Spola Road. Mm -hmm. I don't know, ongoing 10 years, but they said it's almost done. I don't know who decided to come up with that that um, planning and engineering of those walls and the the look of them. The <laughs> oh, you're talking about going up the hill from Twin Peaks to the yeah, high school? Yeah, going all the way up by your house. Here. Yeah, 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 coming up here. Yeah. yeah, I know they needed a sidewalk. I love that. I think all the kids love it. Yeah, but who made the idea that you have a chain link black fence, a white fence, a cement wall fence, a block wall fence, um, a stone fence? I thought this was supposed to be, you know, we come together and communicate or that maybe because it's a different part of town that the neighbors did as they pleased, which I don't think so. I think it was kind of like, okay, wait, we'll, we'll make you happy by doing this. If the city wants to do certain things, shouldn't be conformed all the way up. 
Yeah, you would expect the same rule applies to everyone. I mean, there's one particular property owner there that built a wall on the edge of their property, which is fine, but it's really tall. It's got to exceed if if the rule is six feet. Is that the rule? It looks like a combine. It looks like I mean, it looks like that she is a compound or whoever it is. I don't know if the she or he, but they're protecting their property. Yeah. I, I don't. Well, again, I, I, as a private property owner, I, I understand. I, I support them. But if there is a rule that it's supposed to be six feet max, then it should be the same. Well, as a private property owner, am I allowed to have loud, excessive music past 10 o'clock at night? Of course not, because that would be disturbing Why? other properties. Why? It's my, it's my private. I mean, I'm in my house. Why can't I, mean, why can I sit there and blast the radio and do yeah, what I want? You can't but do that. You see, you see, it's common sense. It's common sense. So common yeah. sense tells me that if the city can't come to you and say, hey, you're not doing the right thing, but they're allowing things to happen, then someone in the city is not doing their job. Very simple. Common sense tells me you talk to the people. If they want a wall, why? What's happening? Is there a mm-hmm. reason? Is it because you don't like the traffic sound? Because that's probably what it is. And then coincidentally, there are political signs on that wall. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's, yeah, that's Boston's that's crew. Supporting yeah. our, our mayor and, uh, and the candidates that are kind of aligned with the mayor. And I, I have no, I have no qualms with any of them. Uh, my thing is, is that it's you have to, you you want to play fair. You do the, the right thing. You don't, you know. I have signs in, in this neighborhood. I have signs in, in, but I ask every single homeowner. I've I've had the city say you can't have this on Circle K. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. I know the owner of Circle K. Mm-hmm. He gave me permission, but they took my signs. Really? Oh yeah. And they said that it wasn't um, five feet in, but they failed to realize when they measured that the sidewalk is seven and a half, eight feet long, wide already. Mm-hmm. So they measured from the end of the side, in the, the inner portion of the sidewalk, five feet in. So really, it went 15 feet. Right. And I'm like, I, I laughed. I said, really? Come on. Who's, who's, I mean, who's coming up with this stuff? But I, I you know, it, that's one of those things. It's like the signs they get moved. But that's that's what happens in a political side of it thing. You know, all of a sudden my signs are missing, and you know, what are you gonna do? You just go out and get more and put them in there. Yeah, the whole sign thing is nuts. Yeah. But I, but I saw the, uh, I saw your signs, and and I saw them on business property, and I thought to myself, I bet Tony knows them because you've been in town for so long. So have you seen in town that there are now negative signs against candidates? Yes. And I've seen it for both school board and mayor. Yes. And I've also seen it for, oh, that's right, school board. That's right, uh, Frida. I don't, if you want to have a forum to say something, say it. But by putting signs out and then making someone, yeah. Uh, you know, put an X on. You know, I saw even the one that they had at, at the uh, the project with Voss that had, and I, and I mm-hmm. posted it. Yeah, but is that he? It didn't. Say, he just said he did this. Mm-hmm. Didn't say he was. not You know, I don't like it that when they put names on it, I don't think that's right because my kids see that. Right. He said, Dad, why are they putting that name? on I'm like, ah, just you know, <laughs> you know, my daughter, she's really into this. She loves you know learning new things. And so here's another here's another comment here. And this is from Delena. Mike, uh, the council and Bob Manis just not doing their due diligence to hold the developer to the standards that they should. They abandon so many ordinances. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, that's the common comment that we've been talking about, yeah. right? You know, it, it goes back to, you know, we come up to Espola Road, we go down Twin Peaks Road, we go down Poway Road. 
the morning time traffic, I drop my daughter off at uh, Twin Peaks. I go opposite the Spola Road. It's six miles deep. It's going up towards uh, um, the 67, mm-hmm. all the way up to Spola. Yeah. I'm like, we have to fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, these kids are going to school. What are we doing? Well, you know, one of the things that intrigued me when McNamara, Kevin McNamara was talking about the farm way back when we did the podcast with him, is he was going to install lights on a Spola road that had real-time synchronization to let the traffic flow through. Now, these obviously haven't been installed yet. Hopefully they will be. We'll see. Um, But that kind of technology could be brought to Poway Road, couldn't it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the basic technology of common sense of having someone out there that's a worker to turn around and have a sign that says, go, Mm -hmm. instead of a light that's blinking over here. Mm Mm-hmm. And you've got to stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. Why not? There's no other traffic coming up from the other side. Mm-hmm. And if there is, the guy with the sign would say, okay, stop. Bring the other person in. So, I mean, that, that goes back to common sense. Right. And we go back to the, maybe sometimes we have to go back to the old school way of, of thinking about things and saying, oh, we can't use always the high tech t- technology because we're not even using that. You're absolutely right. We can use lights that have signals and, and they're synchronized where they let traffic flow easily. Mm-hmm. So many, I mean, this is, yeah. <laughs> Yuri goes on to say two hours and 55 yeah, minutes. Know, That's how we long know, it was. We know. And we're, we're now at two hours and four minutes. Nah, so we're, we're getting gonna, there. We're, we're, yeah, we're a couple more minutes. We'll be done. Cause yeah. you know what? I love you, John, <laughs> but I, my kids, I got to make sure they're in a few more minutes. We'll sit there. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, this is your mailer. Yeah. yeah. So, um, has this gone out? Or yeah, it's good? that's uh, the first set of mailers that went out. Um, well, there there you are right there. You yeah. and your kids. You can show the audience. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody. I mean, you know, people go on my Facebook page. You know the mm-hmm. amount of friends I have. And again, you know, I, the, the Russo for Council is something that I'm passionate about for the people. Mm-hmm. It's not self-serving. I, I don't need... I don't need to sit there and toot my horn and say, oh, guess what? I'm on city council. No, I want to make sure that I'm representing the people and give them a voice. I know I keep saying that, but it's what people want now. They need to have someone that's not afraid to stand up to if the mayor gets back in there or Miss Frank or uh, Barry Leonard. I'm not afraid to (laughs) – I'm not afraid to – I mean – you know me, John. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not afraid to um, stand up to anyone, you know. I, that I can, I, I'm sure of, <laughs> what I know of you. Um, I mean, you're, you're going to say what's on your mind. Um, you're going to speak truth to power, right? Yeah. 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 And sometimes, you know what? The truth hurts. And believe me, it's, it's hurt me before, but it makes you think about what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Because the easy path, and we know this, the easy path in life is always to do the easy thing that no one really is going to say anything about. <laughs> right? Right, right. So when I, you know, I use this example. I hate going back to my kids, but I use, if, if we don't teach our kids that, hey, if you lie and you think you get away with it, what are they going to do as they get older? They're going to mm-hmm. lie. Mm-hmm. So it all comes back to, you think you might get away with it now, but I always tell my daughter and I tell my kids, it could be six months, it could be a year, it could be two years, but someone's going to find out. And now these are petty lies. But now we go back into the political scene and we go back to the current council. 
Maybe they're all telling the truth like they said. I highly doubt it because I've seen firsthand some of the lies that they came out. And we even go back to the post that we talked about today about raising canes. Like, come on. You, you don't say that you didn't make that a, a political statement that she didn't do it when you actually stated that I should repost it. So don't don't play. And I and I have utmost respect for it. But don't play the victim because it, you're not. the I didn't do anything. All I did was post something that my kids were happy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and I think that's what happens with a lot of the council members. They want to um, sometimes say, oh, you know, not me. We didn't do it. Sorry. You know. How about those potteries, John? I was just thinking about that. Yeah, I know. Because you know what? I was, t- I was telling the guys, like, if the potteries win, I won't. Win. I guarantee you, John's going to sit there and, and not have the podcast on Tuesday. <laughs> I didn't in my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. Come on. Hey, we pot- we're going to have it during game seven? Yeah, there's, there's no, no way. way. No, I, I would tell you no, John. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a fun ride it's been. Oh, yeah. Um, and, okay. yeah. I mean, it brought the whole city of San Diego. Yeah. The whole county came yeah. together. John, let me. I want to tell one story. And, you know, when we go back to. When we had the fires, I think it was 2000, was it 2003? It was uh, 2003 and 2007. Yeah. The, bi- the big one was oh, in 2000, I think it was 2000, the one that we lost a lot of homes. When, it was, that was the 03 fire. 03 fire. Mm-hmm. Witch Creek. Yeah. I think. That's when all, the, when all the fires kind of joined together. And it, no, that was a Cedar fire. It was 03 and Witch Creek was 07. Right. And, 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 and 03 was the one that, that they all came together and I remember- the uh, Terrabonina Mountain glowing at night. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was crazy. But one thing I remembered during the, the time that the city was having a disaster, the current co- the council that was there at that time, Confania, Bowersox, all these, they came together and they did things for the small businesses. They did things for the people. Nice. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And I had old Harleys, and we were kind of a, 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 a hub for all the firefighters and the police officers. They came in, they ate, they drank. And I mean, I got, a, you know, they gave us plaques on. But I remember going back to that. I was like, you know, those were the times that the people trusted the council. Mm. The council came in and patronized. They, they went in and, and were, were customers of mine. They came in to my restaurant. They came in on a Saturday night and listened to the music, mm. the bands. What happened? I don't see any of that going on. There's one place in town most of them go to. Mm-hmm. And, and I respect that gentleman, too. But let's bring back stuff where people enjoy it. Let's bring Powie back to where we have fun again and smile. And not just talk about what's on Poway Road. Because mm. when we bring stuff that people want and we make people, we, we have the people happy again, what happens, John? Oh, good times, right? Well, they don't start thinking about the negative things. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. They sit there and say, hey, man, look at it. This is happening. We have sporting events. We have things that are happening. We have when potteries are doing well, people are like happy, right? Yeah, yeah. So we kind of have to go back. Again, I'll use it common sense. Let's do Let's come back to that. That's been the recurring theme through this whole conversation. I've been hearing communication, transparency, common sense, trust. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, you got to help, John, if you don't help the small businesses, you're never going to go anywhere. If you Mm -hmm. don't help the people that need help, because you never know 
when you're going to be in that shoe. Because right now you might be everything going great, but you never know when you're in that shoe. And I learned that. Mm-hmm. I went through hell and back in my life, and I saw things that I would say to myself, I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. But it made me stronger, but it also made me understand that, hey, it's not just about me. It's about us as a community. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think that's a fair point because I think um, with all of the development that's going on, um, you know, there's been so many changes in Poway. Mm -hmm. It's not the same city that it was when it was incorporated in, what, 1980. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole energy and vibe of the city is actually quite different than even when I moved in to Poway in 96. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting point. You know, the, the community field, you still get it. Like if you go to the little league field, yeah. right. That's, that's why I coach, I coach, I love yeah, it. I yeah. love it. People say, Tony, how do you sit there and coach three teams? With five I love seeing the families. Yeah. I love seeing the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I work at the school district. Oh, you do? At the character coach. I didn't know they, that. Yeah. So I, you know, three, four hours a day, I, go, I volunteer my time and go down there and, and make sure that they don't fight. But I love seeing, I love seeing the kids interact and teaching them. You know, and sometimes like I go back, I'm like, ah, you know, like maybe we need to go back to the roots and um, of the problems and say, hey, we need to go back to doing the things the the right way. Interesting. Um, okay, here's a question. Sure. Um, do you wear a hat indoors? <laughs> you know that. You know that answer. I know. It's just you joking. know that answer. Listen, it's funny. My how- dad. Hey, my dad taught me, and and he was hardcore Italian, and he only said it once. And one time, one time only type deal, right? Yeah. And and again, I didn't, you know, I didn't agree with ninety percent of my stuff that my dad, because obviously I had my own opinions. And, but respect, you have to give respect to get respect. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about wearing a hat? When I we have little league, and we do the pledge, we all take our hats off. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're bald. I don't care if you got redhead or what. No, we all take it. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand where the concept of somebody saying that they're a cowboy or I wear a hat. And, no, that doesn't that doesn't fly in my book. Hmm. It's it's an interesting topic because some people feel very passionately about it. Um, it was just it, for me. It was never really an issue when I was being when I was growing up. Maybe well, a true cow- I, and I have friends yeah. of mine because remember I was involved with the rodeo committee back in the yeah, day and all yeah. that. So. A true cowboy, when they walk into a place, they take their hat off, they put it underneath their arm, and they say, howdy, ma'am. Ah, okay. They always did that to my mom. Mm-hmm. Every time they went up to her, they took their hat off, they gave her a kiss, and hi, mama, how you doing? Mm. Remember when I had the horse come in the bar, John? Mm. So there's a lot of story, a lot of things that, you know, so it, it yeah, you know. I think a lot of it too. Is, is- See, I wasn't raised in a country town, so um, some of those things I didn't learn as a kid. Well, remember this, what, I mean, Poway is a country where we had horses and still do, unfortunately, not as, you know, mm-hmm. as abundant as before, but there's still, you know, you go down to Terrebonne and I saw one actually, you remember you were talking about people not <laughs> right. I actually saw one going up, and, but they're like on the outskirts where most yeah. people don't see them. So, you know, um, keeping that, that um, feeling, yeah, I love it, I, you know, but you still have to have respect. 
So what's next on the campaign trail? I mean, we're getting near um, Election Day. We've got uh, we're, we're talking. We're still going pound and pavement. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, I've got my sign guys out there flipping signs. You know, it, it's you know, there's so so much you can do as one person. Um, you know, I've got friends that are helping out. We've got mailers going out. We've got um, obviously posts and stuff. You know, it's just the word of mouth. Um, you know, I, my thing, John, is that it, it, you got to go out and vote. Mm-hmm. If you want to change, you got to do it. Right on. That's it. Well, I mean, I wish you all the luck. I mean, it, it, it's you're in a very competitive race. Mm-hmm. You know, the the District 1 is just two guys, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yours is, is a bit of a wild card, you know, because there's three of you. Mm-hmm. And it's curious to see, because each of the three of you have, like I said, a different approach, kind of represent different things. And I'm very curious to see how it's going to sort out. Me too. Now, let me ask you this. Let's just say, hypothetically, that you, you get the most votes, mm-hmm. but let's just say you only got 45% of the vote. Would you win, or does it, do you have to go to a runoff? No, that, there's no runoff in, in the way. It, I, I believe when there's three or more candidates, mm-hmm. they should have a runoff of two people get the majority of the votes, and they should have a runoff against each other. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it doesn't happen in, in this local election the right. way we're set. Um, and I think that's one reason why I sometimes, you know, you look at the, the mayor race, mm-hmm. you know, that John, come on, you, you got a lot of the friends that I know. We, it's, mm-hmm. it, you, you only can cut a pie in so many different slices. Mm-hmm. You got six people running. Everybody's going to get a certain percentage no matter what, because they have friends, they have family. Right. So now you take that 1%, 2% that they may get and you times it by five people, there's 10% of the votes that's already gone. That's right. Now you've got the incumbent. He's going to get his guys no matter what. You've got a, a solid challenger. And that, now if the other three start taking away certain things, what happens? Yeah. It's a crazy, interesting dynamics. And, and yeah, for the mayoral race, it, to me, that's interesting too because Mayor Voss um, you know, won in 2014 when he beat um, Higginson. Reelected in 2018, but now it's 2022. The world has changed in Poway. A lot of the comments that are driving your candidacy, I'm hearing from a lot of other people in the community. Mm-hmm. I don't think um, it's going to be a cakewalk for Voss in, in the mayor race as well. So your race, District 1 race, the mayor race, all three of them are fascinating. They all have their own unique um, twist and plot and, and storyline. Um, I, You know, as... An outsider looking in the mayor race, uh, you know, my, with having that many candidates, mm-hmm. it's tough to beat the incumbent. Very much, yeah. Tough. Mm-hmm. Um, in our races, obviously the incumbent is, is no longer running, but it's almost like they want to put, you know, a a uh, protege of the incumbent uh, mold of whoever was mm-hmm. the the candidate or the, the incumbent as, and I'm going to say it, their puppet. Mm. Well, there, there are certain candidates that are definitely aligned with the powers that be on, on city council, to put it politely, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I think these races are just so interesting, um, because they're change candidates, they're status quo candidates. But just, uh, to me, I'm still trying to rattle my brain, and these two things that will probably end on this is that. If you have someone that changes their affiliation last second to get an affiliation recommendation, 
What does that say when you're on the council? If you get it, if he gets in, is he going to do what the people want, or is he going to do what the council wants? Because it mm-hmm. sounds to me he wants to do what the council wants because that's why they're all backing him. Mm-hmm. You can't make change if that happens. Yeah, well, it, my understanding, again, I don't know the detail, but it sounds like he changed his affiliation from independent or no party preference to Republican. We're talking about your challenger, Peter Doff. Uh, and the minute he changed his affiliation, he got the endorsement from the local San Diego Republican Party. Which, by the way, he paid for the the endorsements to get brought out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a, a slam. And the only reason why is because Mayor Voss had called certain people to say, hey, we want him. Mm-hmm. And that I know for a fact because I had conversations with the people that were involved. Mm. So, and to me, it does, and again, transparent. I don't, it doesn't bother me if someone's going to call me and say, Tony, oh, you not, well, you know, no, this shouldn't be about a party. This should be about what's right for the city. Mm-hmm. And if you think changing your party and getting the, the vote of confidence per se from your, your city council members and mayor boss is the right thing to do, I wouldn't vote for him if I wasn't running. Isn't it fascinating how in a, a so-called nonpartisan race in little old Poway that big party politics are involved in this? Well, it's we, incredible. We, we talked about it earlier is that how it, it baffles me and I scratch my head thinking about this in the last couple of weeks is, wow, the money that's being spent on a small race in Poway, the city in the country. Mm hmm. Somebody or someone knows something more than they're letting on. <laughs> yeah, you can do a podcast in that, Johnny. We can sit. I mean, it's just yeah, like you yeah, know, like you yeah. know, he said, you said, I said, or you know, as the world turns, Telemundo. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that's that's what I think. Um, yeah, a couple more comments right, here, if you do don't it. mind. Just, we're near the end here, but I want to make sure everyone's voice is heard. So, um, Yuri, I'm not going to beat you. I promise, man. We're we're going to get tuck, we're going to be done here. I talk, love talking to John. Yeah, and see, uh, Yuri was two hours and fifty five. We're no, at two we, hours and twenty. Yeah, but we so, started we started late, John. We started at seven ish. No, but I'm counting from oh, you count when, when, when right. I hit the go oh, live man, button. I'm past my bedtime then. Okay. <laughs> so Ed Franklin says I wear a hat inside all the time. Well, it's my moniker. <laughs> Ed, See, well then, hey, people have different opinions on this. I respectfully disagree in in that. I mean, it's it's what you do. That's fine, but I don't think that when you're doing a pledge and there's a flag there that you wear a hat. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. Is Mayor Voss wear his hat during I, I, the pledge? I don't want to get into it. Okay. I would be it. shocked if he did. I don't want to get into it. All, okay. I know, all I know is that when we had it in 2018, that was not, that was one of the things that I made a comment to him. was like, how dare you? But again, may have changed. I don't really pay attention to that anymore because it's, 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 to me, it's like, hey, that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to be known for. More power to you. Mm-hmm. I like to have him write another song. and, and <laughs> Yeah. So Delano Ulf says, it's obvious from the research you do that Peter DeHoff is carried by Voss. Stay the course is his motto. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you read his candidate statement, it doesn't say that I want to change things. It says, I am endorsed by the city council and I want to stay the course. What does that mean? Stay the course. We want to keep everything the same. We want to keep every, we don't need to change anything. Mm-hmm. Really? 
Have you not heard what people are talking about? Have you not listened to the people that you talk to? Or do you really not care? Hmm. Cause you can walk. I know he walks the streets. He, I've seen him. You know, people don't really, and I'm not going to get into, he said, you said the people like, well, wait a minute, you know, he's not one of those personal type of, if he's going to sit there and stay the course, that means he's afraid to, to ask questions. Yeah. Delana goes on to say, it's obvious from, oh, excuse me. Um, Nothing will change with him in a seat. I agree with that. Yeah. He'll have a hat on too, I think. <laughs> and Ed, Ed says, just for clarification, I always take it off for the Pledge of, or Star Spangled Banner, church, prayer, yada, yada. Thank you. Thank you. Because you know what? When I go to church, I guarantee you that you, it doesn't matter what religion you, you, you don't wear a hat. You know, everybody has their preferences and we're not mm-hmm. going to get in that, that whole deal. But it again, comes down to respect and you know, you're, you're not above you know, you may be the mayor, you may be, hey, it, uh, you're not above the people. Yeah. You should be for the people. Tony, we got to get you home so you can take care of your kids. Got to right. tuck them in, hey, man. Guys, you know what? It's been a pleasure, John. I always love talking to you. Follow me on Facebook. Uh, you know what? Even as a friend, uh, you know, you have Rooster for Poway, that's one page, but as a friend, you guys can see, I, you know, we talked about this doing podcasting and, and I've had a lot of great guests, but. My thing is just um, we want to make sure that we go back to common sense, have a voice, address the issues, and make sure that we really respect the people that are talking. It's hmm. a great way to wrap it up, huh? That's it. Tony, thank you. Thank you. Good luck to you on your campaign. I appreciate it. And uh, we're in the home stretch here, my friend. So yeah. two, what, two more weeks uh, today. Yeah. Yeah. People are voting right now, two man. More weeks, yeah. I haven't voted yet. And you're in my district. So this is part of the fun of me having a chance to talk with you. So I, I'm more informed on, on what I'm going to do. Hey, look for the mailers. And you know what? Questions, guys. If you have questions, we talked about this before. I don't mind, you know, answering the questions on Facebook and this. And I don't want to get into, you know, a heated debate like mm-hmm. we did today. But I'd love you know, interacting with people and maybe I don't have all the answers, but I'll find them. Right. You'll do the digging. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. right, Thanks again, friends. We'll see you later. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a favor, subscribe and then share it with a friend or leave a rating and review on Apple podcasts. Let's continue the conversation on social media. Go to connectwithjohnny.com to get links to our social media content, audio podcast platforms, and to sign up for our mailing list. To be a guest, read my blog, or get more information, please visit johnreillyproject.com to get started.